I'm over here now. Pardon the interruption, no need for introduction. It's the drunken monk. Turn this shit up a little, son. My bucket up in smoke, sipping Bacardi till I'm giving my car keys to Jimmy Ferrari. And we out, about to go jump in a mosh pit full of hundreds of hot chicks saying something obnoxious like, I gotta put my foot in your ass permit. When I'm done, I'll cook you in a Brooklyn blast furnace. Over here now in the Roseland Ballroom. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah. Amazing shows. Yeah. We can get into that in a little All bit. Right, there you go. Um, the Broken Blast Furnace is sponsored by Generation Records, located at 210 Thompson Street in the West Village. Go to generationrecords.com. Uh, also follow them on Instagram at Generation Records and on Twitter at Generation Rex. Um, this podcast is also sponsored by New Republic Printing. Go to newrepublicprinting.net. Uh, there's the drop down. What is it called? The drop down bar, drop down menu. Menu of what, I don't know. It says like merchandise or something like that, clothing or products or whatever. And you, there's a list of every single thing that you can get something printed on. They can print on anything. Um, they uh, there's no screen fees, no setup fees, none of that hidden cost bullshit. Um, if you get your stuff delivered to a commercial address, it doesn't cost you a dime. So like I always say, if you get 5,000 shirts printed up and you have 100 boxes delivered to your job, it doesn't cost you a cent. I don't know anybody who has that deal, but I've been using them for on and off for like over 10 years for different things I've done. And I recommended them then, and I recommend them now. Um, so shout out to Steve McCarthy and follow them once again on Instagram at New Republic Printing. Um, also NewRepublicPrinting.net and on Twitter at NRepublicPrint. And with that, we're still here. Episode 155 of the Broken Blast Runners Podcast with a couple of fucking photographers. Introduce yourself, gentlemen. Steve Messina. Rich Zola. Tim Daly. Oh, wow. Why do we all of a sudden seem so, so, <laughs> so like fucking sterile? What just happened? What's we're going on, gentlemen? Hey, sorry. So we're in the Roseland Ballroom. Not the real one, but we're in an undisclosed location in the middle of Manhattan, in a place called the Roseland Ballroom, but not the place that is, you know, no longer uh, with us any longer. So what do we want to talk about? We're here with three photographers, and what do you call yourselves? The Worldwide Hardcore Firing firing Squad. squad. Oh, man. Who who came up with that fucking moniker? Steve. You know what? Everyone's pointing fingers. (laughs) I got to give a nod to Chris Wynn on this as well. Shout out to Chris Wynn and NFX Hardcore. Because... Uh, Rich and Tim and I always talked about it at the shows, and I was messaging with Chris Wynn one day, and I had showed him a, a thing I was working on that said, New York Hardcore Firing Squad, and he said, no, nah, you guys should be worldwide. Okay. Oh, there you go. And I was like, there, there it is. Okay. Right straight from In Effect, and uh, so I made a little uh, little change on that, and, uh, you know, and since then, uh, I mean, because we're, we're all everywhere. And if one of us isn't there, the other one is. And True. Usually like, we're all there together, you know. This and, guy's uh, in Iceland. Yeah, yeah. This no, we're getting around. You know, and uh, it's like we've been, we've all, we all managed to, to, and we all end up at the same shows together, which is always great. Yeah. And, uh, and we are missing, there is one other photographer that we had hoped would be here with us today, Danielle Dombrowski, who uh, had uh, some kind of surgery today, so we hope she's feeling better. But, yeah, uh, get well. The, get well, uh, Danielle. And so it's just the guys. All right. So at, while we're on the topic of Danielle, um, 
recently, she, where was she? Switzerland. She was in Switzerland, and she had all of her camera equipment robbed from her. Oh, unfortunately, I couldn't even imagine. Right. Thousands of dollars. That's Thousands. insane. So she does have, I mean, this, I don't know if the GoFundMe is still active right now. It is. Is it? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, as we're speaking, it is. But when this drops, it may or may not be. That's correct. I'm not sure. All right. Well, well, what would we look for? GoFundMe slash, I don't know, Daniel Damn Dombrowski. Yeah. And you'll find it. And you'll find it. Put her right, name so, in. So if you could, uh, you know, try to help her out. So yeah, she that's, could replenish that's... something. Because not for nothing, she's she's been involved in the whole hospital. In the oh, whole yeah. Hospital for a very long time. And she's everywhere also. And she takes a, a lot of awesome pictures and shit. So, yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool because... I do always have, you know, not just people from the hardcore scene, but I always have people that, a lot of people that are, like, on a stage performing, yep. but not really the people who capture those performances. Um, Steve, I had you on yep. way back. That with, was great. Um, yeah, with, with Nathaniel and with uh, Terry Matlin. Right, and that was when it was me and John still doing it, and that yeah. was in John's apartment. So this is, like, kind of like a second time for you. And Rich Zola, I'm surprised that you haven't been on yet. And Tim, yep. welcome, gentlemen. Thanks, man. Well, I got to be here. I when I when I initially spoke to you the first time, what the first time you were on that I was on, yeah. These are the guys that I was like, this is like the guys that we have to get. Yeah, you know? I remember you mentioned, and uh, and I'm so glad that everybody's here because yeah. you know not only we're we all friends, we all do the same thing, but like I'm such a fan of their work. Yeah, and like when you're at a show. And we're shooting the same band at the same time. And then the next day, you know, you're looking at your pictures and you, you see his picture. And go, I'm like, oh, fuck, his picture's better. That's, yeah, that's the yeah, shot I wanted. Exactly, yeah. You know, yeah. and like, oh, he got the angle, you know. And uh, and I think the fun part is actually getting each other in the pictures. It's kind of fun. Yeah. But well, it's like uh, you'll probably take a picture and it'll be like, I don't know, let's just say you're at Agnostic Front Show. And oh, yeah. I have a picture of Vinny Stigma. Like on the left side, but you'll take probably the yep. exact same picture from the other, side. The other angle. The opposite side. It's like oh, it's yeah. all different vantages. Like it, it can get hectic, you know. I, I like shooting from the pit. You know. Yeah, he gets right in. He yeah. gets like, I, I like at the A seven shows. He gets right in the mix. That's great. I like you to know be in the and, mix. Uh, you know, um, we all got a different vantage. Put like a helmet yeah. on with a little yeah. GoPro. Yeah, but I feel if you put a helmet on, yeah. you're just going to be targeted. Of course, I mean you're at a hardcore show, right? You know, if you're the guy with the helmet. All right, our, our thing today down. is to take yeah, that guy are. out. <laughs> it's awesome. I'm the, the shortest of the three of us, so I like to, if I could find a step up, I, I grab it. Yeah, you know, and there's point. a great. But you're spot. probably hard to if, you, if you're in the middle of the pit. You're probably like the hardest one to get down because you're like lower to the ground. That's it. It's low center of gravity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, uh, you know, it's funny. You, um, yeah. Back in the '90s, uh, Lollapalooza '93. I was there. Uh, I went. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Rage Against Rage the Machine. Against Machine. I was the yep. only. All right, you want to? We could. We could go off. See, Alice in Chains. Alice in Chains. Yep. Primus. Yep. Yep. Tool was, on the side tool stage. The side. I missed them though. I missed Tool that day. I was the only asshole. How many people were there? How many people were there in the crowd? Do you think thousands? That was a, a big. That was a big place. What <laughs> was a big place? Sixty thousand yeah. people, maybe thirty thousand. It's it big. It was huge. It was fucking off the hook. I was the only jerk off there with long jeans on. It was because it was summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did too. Oh long man, jeans, absolutely. Me, we, you. We, I never wear shorts. We were there. Man. I would have wore shorts. It was 150. I was on so much acid. I was dying, bro. <laughs> I had. I had this this little Canon Short Shot Supreme. I used to sneak into shows when you had to sneak a camera yeah. in, and I used to and I snuck it in, and you know, I was shooting and you know, just from the crowd. 
And uh, but Rage Against the Machine came on, and I said, you know what? I left my my camera with my girlfriend and on the blanket. And I said, I'm gonna just, I just want to go experience you didn't take this. Any pictures of it? I went right into the pit. Did were you spitting dirt like everyone else? This is the fun part. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you. I'm in like I'm I'll in tell the, you my vantage point of this guy. I'm in like a like a peach so tank top. Peach. And peach. the funny, well, the funny thing degrees, is, so I get it. right. The, fun, I get the, it. the funny thing is, I'm in the pit, and you know they start, you know, and it was like bum 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 bum, and I, for a second I, I uh, killing in the name of, I and I went, I went, oh, this is gonna be a bad idea. And it became this like sandstorm. It was, it was, but it was awesome. It was and the funny yeah, thing was, you were there too. A couple of weeks awesome. later, there used to be a magazine called Ray Gun. Okay. I don't know yeah, if you yeah, remember Ray it Gun. in the nineties. Big, big magazine. And uh, my friend calls me up and he says, "Oh, did you get the new Ray Gun?" And I said, "No." And he said, "Well, you got to go get it." So I ran and I got it. And I'm looking, and you know, he has a little subscription card in the middle. So I'm turning the page and I'm like, "What am I looking for?" And I get to the article about Lollapalooza, and I still don't see anything. And I flip the card over, and the the only picture for the the Lollapalooza article is a fisheye picture of me in the middle of the pit, filthy, with like my war face on and my hands up in the air, and, and your peach shirt, in my dirty peach shirt. That rule. And <laughs> I have it somewhere at home. That's amazing. And uh, I wish and, there was oh pictures of that. I remember for some reason that that was like um, a legendary. Like it's one of those shows that always pops out of my head because we rented a van. There was ten of us. Saab was on that van. Rest in peace, Saab. My friend Cram, my sister, this guy John was driving. A whole bunch of ten of us, and we left late. And for some reason, I crashed at my friend John's house in Mill Basin the night before. And I didn't bring clothes. That's why I had shorts. So fucking mad. Right, so we go there, and we, we get there late, and there's fucking people walking all down the road. Like, there's fucking people everywhere. Somehow or another, I don't know what the fuck we did, but we took, like, this little weird off-fucking-shoot spot where we were walking, and we wound up cutting the whole ah. show. We were, like, no joke, like, ten people back from the gate. They didn't even open the gate yet. Wow. We were, like, ten people back from the gate. And we decided right there while we're waiting, we're going to all pop acid. We're all going to eat our little acid. They were pink elephants. I'll never fucking forget it. And we're like, all right. And like 15 minutes later, it starts fucking creeping up your neck. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Here we go. <laughs> Next thing you know, it's like, whatever happens, whatever happens. And then Rage Against the Machine is about to come on. And that record was... Oh, man. That was a soundtrack for that year. 92, 93, that record was all over the place. Absolutely. So that was the first time I've seen it. That's the first time I saw them live, too. And then later on that year, I saw them at Roseland. Not the Roseland. Yeah, they did. The real Roseland. Um, so, not the boardroom. But not, the ball not, not the boardroom. <laughs> Roseland ballroom. Right. Boardroom. Right. So I'm, and I, I'm tripping out. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm high now. I'm fucking, I'm on acid. And I'm like, whoo, this is going to be crazy. <laughs> Next thing you know. The fucking pit starts and the fucking dust starts coming. Oh, yeah. And I remember my sister, I was like on the outskirts of the pit. My sister was with me. She's fucking tripping too. And we're just looking. <laughs> and she looks at me. She's like, Jim. I'm like, what's up? She's like, why does everybody's teeth look rotten? <laughs> and I look and everyone has fucking brown teeth. And I'm fucking spitting. I'm spitting dirt. And I'm like, I don't fucking know. And then I realize that I'm in the middle of this fucking dust fucking cloud. And everyone's spitting dirt. And it's crazy because that whole night, I remember I was fucking 
out of my mind when Alice in Chains came on because Alice in Chains yeah. came on as the sun was going yeah. down right, right. and the red awesome. lights with the sun coming mm-hmm. down it was a fucking experience especially on hallucinogenic drugs and then Primus was amazing I don't know if you remember he came out with the fucking Mr. Crinkle fucking yep. suit on with the fucking pig shit I'm like yo man this is fucking you, you missed Tool? I missed Tool oh, they were on the side that was I when... was doing something I was probably off on a fucking tripping out somewhere like all confused I don't know that was when Tool Everybody faced forward. Yes, that was for Ubi. you know when 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 they engaged the crowd. That was yeah, that was the undertow, right? Right. right. So. That was that was when that was actually uh, yeah, right when undertow came yeah, out. Yeah, it was before undertow. I think came it might have been it between was right opiate. In between yeah. opiate because I actually have photos from Tool and from Dinosaur Junior from Lollapalooza. No shit. Really bad point and shoot film Tribal camera Quest ones. Played that one too. Ice Cube played. No, I oh, no, um, Ice Cube was 92. Ice Cube played uh, 92 with James Addiction and Ministry. Was Snoop 93? No. No, no, Tribal that was before him. I feel, but the craziest they part all the is I don't even remember hits. Rage Against the Machine. Right. What's that? But I don't remember Rage oh, Against the Machine, but I remember everything else. Right. Yeah. It's You know, it's funny, Tool, uh, they, they had... Um, he had the like the trapdoor pajamas. Yeah, you know yeah, the, the, that's yeah. the photos. It's him in the red and, uh, yep. in the red sling there with the weird. the hatch in the back, and so he had weird. the mohawk, the really long mohawk yeah. thing. I, I only went to two Lollapalooza, Blues, ninety three and ninety four. Oh, ninety two was great. I thought I loved ninety two with Pearl Jam and Soundgarden, Ministry, the Peppers. Although the Peppers, James good. Addiction, Ice Cube. That, that was ninety one. That was the first one. Yeah, Rollins okay. Band, Nine Inch Nails. Oh, yeah, yeah, ninety three, ninety four. But didn't Ice Cube come back? And then he was on that Ice main Cube? stage with uh, the Gorillas in the Mist on that one. That might have been, might have been, or Lynch Mob on Lynch the second. No, because Ice Cube was was on the ninety two. Okay. Yeah, he was on ninety two with the Jesus of Mary Chain, Lush, right, okay. Pearl Jam. Yeah, that that was supposed to be at Jones Beach, the one I got. There was out. two nights. The first night was there was worked great. Second night, right before Pearl Jam came on, the sky opened up. And right. It was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Your memory of concerts is unbelievable. I have high memories. Like Steven's like, yeah, uh, you know, seventy eight no, at yeah, the Boston reason, show. <laughs> you know, I remember I was clearly I was upper deck. We were watching Boston. Like the just Steven. I was really just unhappy with my cup of coffee. <laughs> I was watching Boston. Uh-huh. Well, seventy eight. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. So 94, 94 was good too. Ninety four was good. That was Smashing Pumpkins, Beastie Boys. Um, was that, was that um, the Breeders? Nick Cave right. and Bad Seed. No. Yeah, that was, was that uh, on Randall's Island. wasn't a, wasn't as good as the venue. I went to the one in '96 at Randall's Island with Metallica, Rancid, the Ramones. That was a good one. I never seen Metallica live. How do you like really? those apples? Uh, Metallica, oh, Guns N' Roses. That's I what I got. I've seen them once. Mm. No, yeah. I, I was at a sh- I was at Woodstock '99. Okay. Where they played, and I heard them from my tent because I was on a lot of acid again. Oh, that's fun! <laughs> I heard creeping death. I was like, "Oh, Metallica's on." I'm too wigged out to even deal with. That I'm not right leaving now. the tent. I, yeah, I, Rage Against the Machine there too was great though. I was all fucked. There's another. another oh, the, the, I've seen the video from that. It was nuts. Dude, I, never I, I went. It was like Alanis Morissette, fucking Wyclef, all these fucking groups. Limp Biscuit, which was crazy. It was where they started breaking everything, and then oh, I was. That- I was in different clothes. That was like daytime shit. I was wearing shorts and a tank top. And then there was like one or two groups. I don't remember who. And then it was Rage Against the Machine. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to troop it back. Because it was a far trek all the way to your tents and shit. So I went all the way back to my tent. And I changed into a pair of Timberlands and like carpeted. We're talking uh, 99. So it was like carpeted jeans. Mm-hmm. Another uh, wife beater. Like Tommy Hilfiger <laughs> hat backwards or some <laughs> shit. And I went and I was on 
fucking all sorts of acid, and I was in the middle of that whole fucking Rage Against the Machine pit thing, and it was like a fucking insane life experience, bro. It was fucking nuts. Crazy. In the middle of how many people are there? 100,000 oh, people? more than that. More, more than, than that. More I'm than in the middle was, yeah, of was... that whole fucking thing, in the middle, high. With, with and on combat, acid. Yeah. Oh. That sounds acid. horrible. But it wasn't, I wasn't like so tweaked <laughs> out. It just sounds so bad. No, it was but just hey, so But hey, if you're good. into it and you're it so having good. a good I was trip. so into it. I'm like, yo, man, fucking amazing. Oh. Bullet in your head. There, you, there's bullet. a mindset yeah. for the there's festival, a mindset. you know. Yeah. And, then, and then sometimes like, like you'll go to like a, like a, you know, a show where there's like 11 hardcore bands and it all kind of blurs together sometimes. Yes. You're like, if one more guy calls me a motherfucker, tells me to get in the pit, like, just like, right. I don't remember which band it was anymore, you know? Right. Yeah. But but sometimes, like, I went to Chicago Open Air uh, in 2016. You were about to say you saw the band in Chicago. Was awesome. See? Boston. Boston. Exactly. That's why I <laughs> that, that, that and the, like, uh, you know, Hate Breed played, like, Ramstein headlined one night, Slipknot headlined one night. I mean, it was three nights, and it was, you know, it was just crazy. But we were into it, you know, me and my girlfriend at the time. And we we got like right up front for everything. The butcher babies. Did you take and, pictures, or you were? Oh yeah! Not only did I take pictures, I brought my 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 Lumix camera, which is a great like super sharp camera that fits in your pocket. I don't know. What and that I got means. a whole bunch Little of point shoot camera. I got a whole, I don't know yeah, nothing about it's the as, it's yeah. as big as this. It's the camera security and, won't take away when you're not right. allowed to take photos. Oh, there you go. There and you go. I have one too. Uh, of course you do. A daytime show, razor sharp. Okay. So and I got a, I got a bunch of stuff published from that, like in Vintage Guitar Magazine and like Corrosion and Conformity used some of my stuff from that, and it was great because it was just such a fun experience. And the one of the craziest pits I've ever seen, I have to say, was Baby Metal. Yeah, really, really. They played. It was absolute chaos. Really, bodies come like a constant flow of bodies over your head, one after the other. It, it, with these three little Asian girls and this like it's like three little teenage Asian girls playing with Slayer behind them. Oh shit, crazy! And they ripped the place to pieces. It, it was, was re- it was really thing. impressive. Okay. It really was. Baby metal. That was never one heard the- one note. Yeah, same here. Never heard a note. They're pretty huge over overseas. I know, I've heard yeah. of them and I know that they're big. I don't and know if you heard it, you you first you'd hear it and go, "Oh, this is heavy," and then they start singing. And you're like, "What am I listening to? This is so strange." Yeah. It's not bad, but it's just weird. Yeah. It's like it's like Asian pop mixed with Slayer. Oh. Yeah, it's a little odd. A little concoction of but, uh Sounds like it sells a lot of records. Yeah. But yeah. like for instance, like <laughs> speaking of speaking of festivals, like the black and blue this year That's is gonna be nuts. Too. Yeah. And that lineup It's like the nineteen nineties all over again. Yeah, it's this great. This, it's the it's perfect not, lineup. I, I love it. You know what? It's like how do you top that? Like what? All right, that's it's an amazing lineup. Yeah, this is a big one. But how do you fucking top that next year? Oh, you can't worry about next year right now. I you know, know but still, this is the kind of show that if aliens came down and you had to explain to them hardcore. Yeah, and you send them to that show. I'll, I'll, exactly. I'll plug yeah, it right yeah. now for you know? I'll plug it right now <laughs> for them. It's um, where's the date on here? May sixteenth and seventeenth. There you go. All right, good. All right, so this is in a couple of weeks from now. If it's not sold out. Um, thirty-five pre-sale, forty-five day a show, sixty-dollar two-day passes. I don't know about the two-day passes. Yeah, While you're gone. listening to this, they're probably gone. Um, twenty-three Meadow Street at the Monarch. I've never been there. Um, Saturday, May sixteenth. The lineup is from the bottom to the top is 
Apparition, rule them all, the fight, restraining order, combust, sub-zero, crown of thorns, Murphy's Law, agnostic front, sick of it all. It's just fucking sick. stupid, man. And then Sunday, May 17th, those are at 1.30. Silence equals death, which I'm happy. Yeah. Shout out to Scott yeah. and those guys. I'm glad that those guys are finally playing the ball. They deserve it. They do. Um, Silence equals death, mutually, mutually assured destruction. I've never heard of those guys. Survivalist, one choice, killer of sheep, no redeeming social value. One of my favorite bands, Death Threat, Shutdown, Madball, Burn, shout out to Chaka, and Gorilla Biscuits. It's retarded. It's, it, oh, that's, yeah. that, that's, that's like 1992 yeah. all over again. It's going to be a hard one to top. Yeah, yeah. it's it going to really be a hard is. one to top. What are you going to. Who do you, you got to get Who's on? missing? Who's yeah. missing? Exactly. Who's missing from it? Yeah. Shiatera? Killing uh, okay. Time and Breakdown. That's it. All right. Killing Time, Breakdown, and Shiatera. Killing Time was great. The last time I saw them at Amityville. Killing oh, Time was always good. Always good, yeah. yeah. At Amityville Music. Anthony, Combi now, you bastard. <laughs> You're supposed to fucking come on, you bastard. <laughs> so, you guys do, well, actually, I know Rich over here. Yes, you do show photography and quote unquote, I hate calling them concerts, but you get what I'm saying. But you also do a lot of other shit. Like, wasn't like like the Empire State Building website used your shit or something like that? Yeah, I mean, currently I have uh, a piece up in the, uh, I guess, the security area observation deck. Um, it's a giant piece that they of mine that they put up there. In the observation deck of the Empire State Building? Yeah, in the security area. Okay. But uh, I guess the, the lobby, I guess, whatever. Did they give you a little bit of scuttle for it? Absolutely nothing. Wow. But, I mean... Scumbags, you should get a little <laughs> kickback from the sightseeing tours that they're always fucking asking me to go on. Right? He's gonna pay to go up there. Yeah, yeah they, fucking no they didn't even give me a ticket. Those scumbags. Yeah. How did how did they how did they get you? How they? Uh... Well, I entered a contest. Oh, nice. And um, you know, I've been my work's been accepted by them several times. Uh, my work has been in the lobby a couple of times, but yeah, I mean, they give me absolutely nothing. You know, that's fucked up, dude. That is pretty fucked up, but um. But it's cool, you know. It's, it's cool. It's, it's one of the largest tourist attractions in the world. And, you know, I'm happy to have my work up there. Does it say for t- photography by that kid, Rich Zola? Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, but, yeah, it's got my name on it, so it's cool. All right. But um, at least it's something. Yeah, yeah. You know what? At the end yeah, of the day, cool. at the end of the day, photo credit goes a long way. Yeah. The money you could, you know, you get a nice check. But having your name on that in the Empire State Building, yeah. that's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, you know, it, it's an honor, more than an honor. Yeah. So it, it's cool. Bro, um, you're in the fucking, in the, yeah. in the in like the most iconic building in the capital yeah. of the world. It's probably, center in the center it's of the universe. It's probably in a thousand Real, selfie honestly. photos. Yeah, yeah. yeah how, how many people yeah. from all points of the world have your picture in their, in, in their you know, in their selfie? Who knows? But yeah. the right person hasn't hit me up for a copy you know, for, that, you know, <laughs> a couple, couple thousand dollars. Right. There you go. But, Every other day, you got to market that on Instagram. Photo I've seen in Empire State Building. Yeah. Over yeah. And over. yeah That's sure. cool. Now, I got I to go yeah. see it. I got to go see it. Yeah. yeah. We're yeah. only, well, we're, you know, a bunch Under of blocks close. away. <laughs> That's it. That's one building that's hard to sneak into. Yeah, a little bit. So, but you've you've gone all over the place, fucking Iceland, all kinds of shit. Yeah, I try, I try to travel as much as I can. I try. I'm to trying to make it to Florida with my daughter for a fucking weekend. Nah, I can't go, even see. Go the take her to see Mickey Mouse, man. I know, I have. Yeah. I do. But um, yeah, I try to I try to get out. You know, I try to get out of the country at least once a year. You know, I travel a couple of states. I try to get out to the West Coast. You have anything on your bucket list right now that you want to go hit? What? Where's like a spot that you need to fucking go and take pictures of? Uh. Don't tell me something hacky like the pyramids, please. 
Oh, it would be nice to get that. Oh, me too. <laughs> One of these days, it's not a top priority for me right now. The Eiffel Tower. Nah, I'm not. In, I'm not into tourist attractions like that, man. I, hear you. I like getting out to the desert, man. Uh, the White Pocket in Arizona. I'm trying to get out to in September. The White Pocket. Yeah, it's like kind of like another planet. It's like. Uh, if you look it up, it's hard to explain. It's all like wavy rocks and shit like that. All right, that's cool shit, though. But uh, I want to go out there, spend the night out there, and uh, do some night photography. Um, yeah, I'm going back to Iceland in June. Going out there for 10 days with my buddy Oscar. Wow. Um, got a shitload of locations, man. We got like 347 locations on the map. But oh, shit. I'll probably be able to hit maybe 50 of them in the time I'm there. So I'm um, just going to uh, lead up to another trip going back. You know? Yeah, another repeat trip, huh? Yeah, so this will be my third time going there. Then, what drew uh, you to Iceland in the, to, to begin with? It's just a crazy place. It's kind of unexplainable. You've never been there? Yeah, I've never been there. I would oh, love. Yeah. I mean, I've seen your pictures of it and shit like that. I'm like, yo, this place looks fucking... Isn't that where Bjork is from? Yeah, yeah she's from there, yeah. But, um, yeah. The... Reykjavik? Is that how you pronounce it? Reykjavik. Reykjavik? Yeah. But, um, yeah, besides that, sorry. I mean, Iceland... Kicking you over here, sorry. That's all good, man. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I- Iceland's a, it's a beautiful place, man. It's very vast. I mean, you can drive hundreds of miles and not see a person. That's it, yeah, but that can be good and bad. It, it, when you're running out of gas, it's fucking bad. Uh, but uh, do you, you obviously <laughs> have to be prepared for class. You need to have some sort of shit in, your, you know, in the back, no? Yeah, I mean, not really. I haven't... Well, you need a couple of tanks of gas in the back. I just make it every station I see, I stop and fill up. You know what I mean? Kind what about thing. wildlife? Is there a lot of animals? No, nah, I mean, you see wild horses and sheep, but... I mean, you won't see a chicken there. All the food there is all imported. Yeah. So, I mean. It's expensive. No, it it's got to be it is. It is expensive. Um, it's cheap to get there. Go figure. But once, you know, staying there, it can get, get, get pretty expensive, man. Did you spend the night in one of those fucking little gimmick things that they have for, like, tourists and stuff where you Thermal can spend the night pool. in the fucking igloos? <laughs> nah, not at all. Like in your little ice hut with your little candle? No? There's no ice nah. anymore, I don't think. No, of course <laughs> not. No. You got to go to Greenland for the ice. Right, Greenland has the ice, Iceland has the green. That's right, I learned that like, in oh, second right. grade, and I forgot about all that. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, it should be pretty cool, man. I'm looking forward to it. Um, when are you going back again? I'm leaving June 5th. Okay. Booked and everything, huh? Yeah, it's booked, yeah. Nice. No hotels or accommodations are booked yet, but we'll figure that out uh, when we get there. I'll sleep in the car. To sleep in the car, yeah. Why would you want to do that? You're in such a beautiful place, you're going to sleep in a car. Well, the fucked up thing is in June... There's no, there's no night there. It's 24 hours of daylight. So that's, right. kind, that's kind of going to throw me for a loop, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I know kind of about that because yeah. I was stationed in Alaska in the late 90s. No I've, service. I've never experienced that. So. It's weird. It's a weird deal. Yeah. It's definitely a weird deal. So I have, you know, my plan is to go out and shoot for like, hopefully like 16 hours a day. Yeah. You don't know if it's 11 o'clock at night or 11 in the morning. Yeah, it's okay. crazy. So that, weird. That's yeah. crazy. So it's very weird. It's going to take a toll on your body, I would assume. It That, see, I, I it's more of a mental mind fuck type thing. But cabin fever is real because when I was when I was up in the service, I was up there for about a year and a half, so I got the chance to see all the seasons. So in the winter time, everyone's like, "Oh, it must have been really cold." Yeah, it's cold, but it's 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 no colder really than like a bad New York winter. Um, but it dwindles. People always ask, "Is it six months, day six months?" No, it's not. It's it kind of dwindles down like here, but more extreme. So on December 21st in Anchorage, Alaska, at about noon-ish, the sun will come up like above the mountains, but like about halfway, and it'll get like 
dawn for about a half hour, and then it will dip right back down and get dark again. Wow. That's the most, a half hour. Yeah, that, wow. that's like the shortest day of the year here, December 21st. But right. in the summer solstice on the 21st of June, it's the complete opposite. It's like I walked out of a place. I think I told the story once before. There was this old abandoned mine, like a mine, that they converted into a club. It was called Chilku Charlie's. I saw Quiet Riot there. In like wow, crazy. Man. Yeah, weird. Sick. So, yeah, it was fun. what a shit show. So I walked out of there. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning. But you walked outside, and it was like fucking daylight, like 2 o'clock in the oh. afternoon, which was not cool because it's like if you want dark, you use the nightlife. You know. But I noticed in the wintertime, everybody got really irritable because lack of sun and always cold. So it's like, yo, it's like January, February, people are on edge. It's like, yo, man, just just short fuse with everybody. What the murder rate is? It's got it's got to be kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. so, but I, it was kind of cool to experience, and I could talk about it now. So that's why I mean, like, I know kind of like What's that how movie? it is. Uh, Insomnia with In, the, yeah, with Al Pacino, yeah. Al Pacino, Robin Williams. Yeah, they're all freaking out from yeah, that. So I mean, you're gonna be there for a little while. It'll, it'll be kind of weird because you're gonna be like, well, when's the fucking sun going down? And right. It just kind of doesn't. But like, like I said, it's the opposite. Like the summer solstice, the sun will go down behind like the mountains for like a half hour but not fully it'll get like dusk right or dawn or dusk whatever it would be and then it pops right back up and it's fucking bright all over again that's crazy yeah man. it's kind of fucking cool to experience yeah you know what i'm I mean? looking forward to it i wouldn't want to live like that every fucking my whole life but it was kind of fucking cool what about you tim where have you been where have you been mr worldwide firing squad guy been around, been All around right. the U.S., a little Copenhagen. A little Copenhagen. Uh, with the family, Denmark. though. Little, with the family. Little nice little family trip. Take a couple little pictures there. I did. I have a <laughs> good did. family where they walk away when I start shooting a lot, and then they're like, <laughs> we'll come back to you, or just meet us over here. We know you're going to go off and, you know, find people to photograph. Well, that's I cool. Like they they, they respect people. your craft. They leave you, leave you alone. Enjoy that's yourself. What happens is my wife's also a photographer. So, so she gets it. Yeah, it's it's a little crazy having two photographers in the house, but at the same time we is manage there, well. Is there a competition? No, she shoots babies, and I guess I shoot grown, I shoot grown babies. <laughs> I, she <laughs> photographs <laughs> newborn babies, so you know it's a different type. Yes, but uh, yeah, each other up for fun. we used to do weddings and mitzvahs and all that good stuff together. Oof. So we work well together. Okay, uh, yeah, oof, that's a whole different line of work. Yeah, a little bit, but. Uh, yeah, so I mean, before I met her, I was doing photography, and then we met at a studio where we both worked, a commercial photo studio. Okay, so, that was pretty cool. Yeah, so that's what I do from the 9 to 5. I photograph for um, a department store in the city here, shooting their online stuff. Okay. So I don't get to travel as much anymore, but on my vacations, I try to get out of the country as well, once a year, if that. Um, but I like to photograph more people, not nature. That's why hardcore works out really well with what I do because it's it's people based. It's like a subculture as well. It's tribal. It, yeah, it's, it's tribal. So you know, having you know a whole scene that you're involved in, and if you're photographing like that, it's it's a pretty great thing to be around. You know? Sure, because it, the community of hardcore allows that to happen once you're known and people let you in. You yeah, know, which is great. So you have the music, and then you have the side part. A lot of people don't. Re- a lot of people don't who aren't familiar will never get that, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. This, I mean, I'm sure that there's some people that will listen that don't. You know, like like there's guys that I work with. Oh, so 
what is this guy? I'm like, oh, he's a singer for a blah 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 band. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then yeah, like like I did the the interview with with uh, with Stephen Blush. Mm-hmm. Right, that's you know, a good one. Super nice guy. Shout out to Stephen. He invited me to his house in West Village, and it was fucking great because he's done this before. So he's just mm-hmm. like, I'm sitting there with my arms crossed, and he's <laughs> just going. I'm like, this is great because. He's bringing up shit that I would never even think about bringing up, and I just play off of it. But anyway, you know, he the, you mentioned tribal, and that's one of the things on was on the actual book it says you know a tribal history. Yeah, and we touched on that because a lot of people who aren't familiar with the hardcore punk rock scene have no idea what that is. Like, oh, like we'll understand why we love this fucking crazy shit because yeah. if you really think about it if you step out you step out it's kind of a very bizarre thing you know what i mean and it's a rare thing but it's awesome and and it's it's also a good thing that a lot of people don't know about right you know what i mean because we don't want to share with everybody we don't want to yeah. share with everybody <laughs> because then they, because next thing you know culture bolts yeah. next thing you know it's watered down and, it, and then it's it's just not not it's it doesn't exist anymore yeah. well that happened a little bit you know in the uh in the mid '90s, like the post Green Day, Good Charlotte kind of stuff. And, oh, sure. You know where a lot of kids were in it for a hot second, and then they disappeared. Right. But but the same thing uh, with the metalheads. Like like the last two years, I've been working with a band, uh, uh, friends of mine for many years, a metal band called Hitman. They were together back in the the mid to late '80s. They were like a like an early Queensrÿche style metal, traditional metal. Right. And they had made a record, and they made another record shortly afterwards, and broke up. And this is going 30 years ago. They got contacted by a festival in, in Germany called the Keep It True Festival okay. to reunite to co-headline 30 years later. People, really? people Germany and, and Europe, metal is oh, a it's religion. A, it's a whole deal, and sure. So they reunited the band. And Here we stand there with our arms crossed. Oh, like, no. impress me. Over there, it's fucking bananas. Oh, no, no. Yeah. It was, we went over there. We're, we're assholes, man. <laughs> these, especially in New York. Too. These guys, yeah. it was unbelievable. <laughs> That's true. I'm we, guilty. I'm sorry. We got, we got to the hotel, and there were people waiting with records. Where have you been? Where have you been all these years? You know, and, <laughs> working and, a night to five, and, man, hanging you know, sheetrock, trying to survive, and, uh, and, trying to fucking survive three, and eat. Three thousand people sold out, singing every word. That's awesome. And then they came off stage, and there was a guy waiting that said, "You have to headline my festival in Greece next year." So wow, they came back crazy. the following year, and it played the Up the Hammers festival. And you talk about the tribal; it's it was similar to the hardcore. Uh, it's a lot more drinking. But over there, and the battle vests, oh, you know, yeah. the jackets oh, with the patches. Costumes over there, it, sure. It was, but over here, people kind of poke fun over there. People just like, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Like there are merch tables with just patches, uh-huh. a thousand patches of every band, and and it was so much fun. And they just they were getting recognized in the street. Yeah, you know, and these guys haven't been together since nineteen eighty, whatever, nineteen ninety, whatever it was. But but hitman, it, uh, hitman with two T's. And uh, they were on Steam Hammer. They had they had two records out. They reissued the records. Now they're working on a new album now. And uh, where are they from? They're from Queens. They no used to shit. play the more Queens all the time. They uh, yeah no they they were uh, really. And the funny thing is the guitar player. He's gone on to be in a whole bunch of different bands over the years. He was actually my original bass player in my band, the Serial and Poets. Serial Poets, and uh, and uh, we'll be at the A Seven. April nineteenth for the uh, 
one year anniversary. Oh, there you go. But uh, the couple, um, weeks, couple weeks. But uh, <laughs> he also went on to be in a band called Fuzz Bubble, in the that was signed Fuzz by but they were signed they were signed name. by Puff Daddy. Really? Do you remember the All About the Benjamins you remix? The fucking bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> remember right. the All About the Benjamins? Of course. The rock remix. They were the band. Really? Yeah. They got completely screwed by Puff Daddy. Of course they did. They spent like $850,000 on a record that he never put out. Wow. They got a platinum album because they were on the Godzilla soundtrack. Oh, the, remember the Matthew Broderick Godzilla? Yes. And uh, they have a song. They have a song. They're actually really good. Yeah, really? If you're into like that. The and, uh, but, and those guys, and they're all still doing music in their own way and everything. But uh, I don't know how I got off on that. But from Hitman. It happens. But anyway. Um, Speaking of that, the beauty I, of this shit show I used to go. To, I used to go with my camera to see them. I used to go to Daddy's house, and they would be rehearsing at Daddy's house, and uh, and Puff Daddy would come in, and one day he's like looking at my photo album in there, and like, and uh, you're sitting there with Puff Daddy. Yeah. Oh no, we met him a whole bunch of times. Was and, he? Uh, well, all right, come on. Was he a jerk job? No, he was super <laughs> quiet. Like to me, I mean, I was super quiet. So that means he's an asshole. He's too good to talk to you. Well, I shot the when he did the he did the Hammerstein Ballroom like Puff Daddy and Friends show when they played it. Okay. And I shot that, and it was like Puff Daddy, Mace, The Locks. Oh, so this Lil is what Kim. Year? That was ninety seven, maybe okay, something like that. Yeah, okay. So makes sense, Mace. Yeah. Yeah, all all those guys in that Harlem world. So that was kind okay. of <laughs> kind of funny to uh, preachers beware. Yeah. Shoot that. No, it was twenty two years ago because they, that just came up on my Facebook. Today, as yeah, today, today, yeah. today we're recording. Twenty three years ago, Biggie Smalls was yeah. killed. That's right. Wow, that's right. Twenty three years ago, and oh, what's man. crazy is that a couple of weeks ago, it was the twentieth anniversary that Big Pun died. And for wow. some reason, I'm like, that was fucking twenty years ago. I've been saying, <laughs> scary to think dude. About. I've been saying that a lot. Like the last two years, I'm wow. just like. Because you hit your forties, and that's where, what happens. Where when you the hit your 40s. time yeah. is going? Oh, it. time flies. Time yeah. flies. Man. And I equate everything to like album releases. Same here. And I'm always just like, you know, when you when you we get a record and you're like, Pearl Jam ten is twenty nine years old. Yeah. Like like I work with guys that weren't born when Nirvana Nevermind came out. Right. And I'm just like, it's, it's like certain yeah, things, it's crazy, like man. like that yeah. show that Agnostic Front played that they recorded the last Warning record. Oh, right, right. right. Technically, technically, like, their second live at CBG. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was at that show, December 23rd, 1992. In December, it's going to be 28 years ago. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like, how am I fucking 44? Like, it's so fucking weird, man. Did I was in Alaska. I left Alaska in 98. It's like, that was 22 years ago. Didn't you say you could hear yourself on that record? Yes. I, yes. Like, you I, could hear yourself yell on that or something? Yes. Uh, if... I hate even saying it because they say it so many times like it really matters. But if you listen to the last warning record, they open up with the song Undertow and then they go into Victim in Pain and the third song is Your Mistake. And at the end of Your Mistake, you hear me. I'm the guy that screams motherfucker on that record. (laughs) And now it's weird because every time I see AF, whenever they do that song, somebody somewhere... Screams motherfucker See at the that? very end of that yeah. fucking song. <laughs> and if I'm there, I try to do it again. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I'm that guy. Boy, it's funny because you're like... I'm all over that layout. If you look at that layout, I'm all over. I'm wearing a white New York City strength t-shirt. Well, that's... Anthony Mio, the original drummer for Biohazard's band, right after he got kicked out of Biohazard. 
New York City strength. Yeah, that's how I met you, really, because I you were always showing up in my pictures. I was always in your pictures. Always in the first battle. Eddie Sick of it all show. He was right up front. Yeah. He always you know, and uh, no, I said my best. You know, my favorite. And it became like, oh, where is it? Oh, there he is. Yeah, I'm somewhere. Know? I'm somewhere. And, uh, I can't just... go to as many shows as I would love to because I'm obviously on the weekends. Like I have my daughter. Of course. So if I don't have my daughter, sometimes she'll like, she'll like have like you know plans with her friends. She likes to hold She doesn't. No. No. She likes the Beastie Boys. So I, I, I figured I would start her off like Beastie Boys, and I would play like a like more like tamer stuff like. Like skinhead girl from like Murphy's Law, you know what I mean? Something that has like a little groove to she? it. Now she's ten, yeah. but Ramones are always good for the young kids. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. They sing along. Yeah. Pennywise, yeah. you know. Yeah, and That's then uh, my daughter. On. But she's into all this other shit that all the other kids are into because she's at that age and whatever. You know the the uh, the A seven shows are all ages. You should bring her to a show. I know. I've asked her. So I'm like, you want to go to Harvard? That'd be fun. She's like, no, Dad, your music is stupid. <laughs> I'm like, it's not stupid. Your music is fucking You're bad. You're grounded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go to your room. Yeah. Terrible. Now it's time for bed. Yeah. Is that hungry? Too bad. Yeah, sun's still up, Dad. Yeah. Just go to your room. Right. I would love it, though. Like, that's one of the things I would love to do with her. Like, you want to go to this hardcore for the weekend? Yeah. Like, that's cool. Like, I'll get a little pass, whatever. I'll tell Joe, whatever. I'll stand on the stage or whatever. Off to the side where she's safe. So it'll be fine. And like, yo, let's like, you want to watch like all our wars coming on next? You know what I mean? Uh, right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then for her to be like into it, like, oh man, that would be fucking be so amazing. Uh, you never know. She she might hit that moment where the Maybe. right band. Right. The, the well, she's at, that, she's at that age where I hit that moment. The gateway. The gateway. Well, I band. hit it's that gateway age to do it though. Yeah, it you was know, ten. But she's surrounded by it all the time. Like I listen to it. Her mother listens to it. You know what I mean? She gets dropped off. I, I go to the car. I open the door, and like, there's like a terror song playing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but she'll be like, whatever. Like, oh, I'm so glad to be out of the car because I hate this music. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ, ain't that serious? Relax. I had a, my my niece went through like a five minute metal phase when she was young. She was probably twelve or something like that, and she was and and out of the blue, she was into Lamb of God. Okay. And I was like, wow, this right, well, is that's so a stepping great. stone. That's you know, this is pretty right. heavy, you know. That's so this is going back years ago, Roseland Ballroom. Mm-hmm. And my friend, it was the tour was Lamb of God, Fear Factory, and Children of Bodom. And my friend was one of the was was roadie, one one of the roadies. And I said, I want to take my niece to a first concert, you know, and, and he hooked us up with that little VIP spot on the side of Roseland. Okay. You know, that you know that was like raised up on yes. the side. Yeah. So we had the first table. We're at the we're at the first table, and Rob and Kirk Hammett are at the next table. Nice. And I said, you know, that is that Metallica. And she's, oh, I think I heard of them. Uh, I was like, oh, I feel old now. But uh, but she was in, and literally by like a month later, done with metal completely. It's that phase. Like that was it. It was like she was done. Like now she listens to uh, like I'm not even sure what she's listening to. And, and it's also like, and it's another thing I've, I've, it's been touched on several times, but it's just, it's, it's true. It's like back when we were younger, there was that, all right, you found, it, everything wasn't accessible. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's like, if you listen to regular radio, like my gateway into everything, everyone already knows this, the two records that catapulted me into the direction that I eventually went was Shout of the Devil and Stay Hungry. 
They weren't playing Shout at the Devil on the on the fucking radio. No. You know what I mean? It was I had a babysitter who had the vinyl and I looked at the vinyl and like, yo, these guys look fucking crazy. <laughs> you know, as like an eight year old kid, you know what I mean? Exactly. My version yeah. of KISS. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yo, these guys look pentagrams and candles and blood <laughs> and crazy shit. Yeah. So that's what catapulted me into it. And then I got into the thrash and then eventually I found hardcore music. But like there was that I seeked it out. You know what I mean? There was liner notes thank you lists and this and that and then that t-shirt and then this one and okay and it was like a drive for me to try to find shit because I wanted something like this but you had to go look for it yeah. now everyone has a phone my daughter has 95,000 things that she can listen to I, so it's kind of like okay uh, alright well whatever I can it's listen to one it's yeah. and it's just okay whatever yeah. scroll 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 there's no hunt for it you know I fucking would go to record stores and Digging crates and look for yeah. certain vinyl and like oh shit like here's a European import. Oh yeah, it's got an extra of, song on yeah. it. Uh, it's know? got an extra song yeah. on the B side only available from Europe. But now okay, I pay an extra couple of bucks. But it's the Anthrax picture disc for I Am the Law. But on the other side, they yeah. have a song called Satan's Lounge Band on it. Never heard of that. Got to get it. You know, shit like that. It's not like oh now I can stream it on Spotify and if I like it I could buy it. But if I don't like it, I just move on to the next thing. Kind of like a great thing for although. We all like the music, and we all like to support music. Sure. The early days of downloading music became like a like a an open market for me because it was all these hardcore bands that you couldn't find tapes of. Like no. the way I got into hardcore was my roommate in college gave me a tape that said hardcore on one side and hip hop on the other, and I was all know. into hip hop, but he I never was into hardcore. There's 120 minute TV. Yeah, the TDK, and it would flip. Yeah, but like that's where you got it. So then when like Napster or LimeWire and just regular downloading came on, Pirate Bay. It was, but it was like Pirate Bay is still pretty good. But you know, for TV shows, but the music, yeah, Yeah. it does. But uh, the music part of it, you could get like those other copies of tapes that you only heard about. Oh, I heard you know about this band, but I could never find anything. Or the CDs were astronomical. If you could find a CD of that stuff. So searching became a way like that, where, yeah, yeah I searched that out, but I searched that on the internet yeah. and, right. and got, like, a huge collection, and then you find out all these other bands. Like, kids, they don't have that. I mean, they have it now because somebody will put it onto them or they'll tag them in it. Or, right. You know, it is at their fingertips, but they didn't have to, like, really search it out. Right. You're not going to a brick-and-mortar record store. Right. right. Yeah, no, you know nobody's I mean? going That's there. what I was going to. When I first found out, like... Like, when I was really young, I would go to King's Plaza, and it was, like, Sam Goody. And then there was The Whiz. Yeah. The fuck yeah, The Whiz. Yeah, yeah. And then... And I, then I, I managed The Whiz. Did you? Nice. <laughs> Oof. And then Oof. I real And then, like, I think my sister went, like, into the city one day. And then, well, there was a place called Ciro's CD Cellar. And he <laughs> sold a lot of metal stuff. And he was, like, right across the street from my junior high school. I would get my allowance, and I would go there, and I'd buy, like, two or three cassette tapes a week. Whatever it was, cool album cover. That's how I got like consuming impulse, pestilence. You know what I mean? I saw that cover. I'm like, oh shit, what is this? Oh, but it sounds like Slayer. It didn't sound like Slayer, but I bought it anyway. You know what I mean? But I fucking, then I found out my sister went to the city and she was like, Jim, she's like, there's a place here. It's called Second Coming Records. Yeah, you need to come here. So I went there and I was like, now I, now I come to the city all the time. Bleak and Bob, Second yeah. Coming, all this shit, Generation. So it's a completely different thing because I had to leave the house and make a plan to go mm. and do something, to look for something that I don't even know what I'm going to find, but that's what I wanted to do because it was a drive to find new shit. Yeah. 
Well, those, those were the spots back in the day. Bleaker Bob's, um, yep. slip, slip Disc Records slip on Long Island. Disc, yeah. Zigzag Records on Avenue yeah. U in Brooklyn was huge. Right. Yeah, rock yeah. and Soul. I mean, you could find, like, seven inches For there. For me, Record Stop, uh, Rock and Soul. You know, finding... Yeah. That's why I shout out to fucking Support Generation Records. Yeah. That's yep. it, man. Yeah. Support those fucking guys. Not because they fucking helped me out, but just because... They thank, have everything there. Thank God. I mean, you know what? One of the last. Final, final, shit, too. Yeah. Vinyl's back. Thank, and I think that's cool in a way. I mean, it's a shame it's so expensive. But but vinyl is... That's the only thing I can thank you know, I mean, it's, for. It's, uh, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, <laughs> Thanks, hipsters. Thanks, hipsters. I don't appreciate <laughs> that you're naming your newborn son Kale. But, <laughs> but I'm glad that you brought back vinyl so I can yeah. look at yeah. something. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. that used to be... A way Seven like if you look filing through the records and you see someone holding up a you know and you're like oh you like those guys oh you should check this out and that's how it always was that's how are. friendships were made and mm-hmm. yeah you know and uh, and I still love reading the lyrics like you say of reading course. the thank yous and you see the same guy on his records on his record yeah you know and it, wait a minute that's the same guitar player and yeah that's good shit man. I I'm not a I was not a fan of downloading I reluctantly went along with it. But well, after uh, a while, it's like, what are you going to do? You know, I uh, I just it's convenient. just there, yes. The it is convenient. And I just recently started doing Apple Music. Okay. Because, I, you know, I, I average at least an album a month I would buy for 10 bucks. Yeah. Right. But for 10 bucks, you just go, just everything, the whole. Yeah. And I actually, like, feel like. Feel a dirty. You like, yeah. I feel like, like, you know, but supposedly bands are getting paid. And that's what's yeah. important. Right. I mean. You know, and for for a, a someone in like a a, a a starving band that's just happy to be heard, it's pretty cool. Like we, because we're on all the Apple Music, Spotify, sure. all that, and you'll get a list and it'll be like, suggested someone artists. in yeah. Peru is listening to our record. Like, yeah. well, that's kind of cool. That is yeah. very cool. You know, actually, yeah. and you go like, nobody in America, but but that one guy in Peru. Yeah. That's who we're playing for. Yeah, it's yeah. weird too. It's like I, I can look at like the back end of like the breakdown of the countries that listen to this, and then like they'll they'll be like two people all the way at the yeah. bottom of the list. You know, United States, big Germany, yeah. you know, Europe, all you know, England, all that. I'll look at. I'm like, is really like is Borat really listening to this in Kazakhstan? <laughs> yeah. Wow, like, Kazakh. I'm like, yeah. really? Is that a bot? It, it, like, I don't yeah, know, yeah. but there's, like, two people that listen in fucking Kazakhstan. No, I mean, how cool what? is that? It's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's yeah. weird. It's India, crazy. like, yeah. really? All right. What does it blast for us? Awesome. Yeah, I guess so. Some dude is fucking rocking out to fucking, well, rocking out. Or, like, listening to uh. Ron Rancid in fucking, <laughs> I don't know. Some listen to, listen to the Craig ahead talk about pizza. Right. Yeah. In some way where they don't even know what the fuck pizza is. They're going to travel fucking New York. For, I heard about this place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen. But, you know, it's kind of cool. Like, like certain shit, like, you know, like we were saying, like, my daughter, like, she'll, she'll listen to, like, there's, like, this Melanie Martinez girl that she likes. She listens to the Billie Eilish stuff or whatever. But it's, like, I always looked at it, like, listen, if, like, if you listen, like, to rap, right, and, 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 and you're listening to some, I don't know, name one of these radio fucking rap people that supposedly rap Like now. Post Malone or something? All right. So, all right, let's say you like Post Malone, and then you walk into a record store or something like that. And that Post Malone record makes you walk down and you look and the next thing you know, you see like a public enemy CD. Yep. And then you pick that up because it's still in the hip-hop section and it turns you on to that. Like, that's what I kind of hope for with certain shit. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, then you'll... Like, like with me, I, I always went from 
once I found like hardcore music, like the first couple of records that I ever bought was Born to Expire and Liberty and Justice. And then I went from there, I went immediately in reverse. I went back, back catalog. To, I went yeah. to Victim and Pain, United Blood, shit like that. Older shit, you know, um, even though it was around the same time frame, but I, it was like the, the sick of an old demo. Mm-hmm. earlier you to today like break down the walls like i got that mixtape yeah you know it was like every single youth today releases on one fucking tape <laughs> one side yeah one <laughs> yeah. side yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then, like the other side was like a mix of like killing time a couple of shit terror songs like a bold song you know shit like that and that shit i played that shit for, like three summers Let's straight. Say you could wear it out right? and it was like Flipping the automatic the rewind other, yeah. you know that fucking keep it in and automatically flips over like that was like high tech shit yeah man yeah, Ray Kappa was just on Rogan. I know, I heard. Like three and a half I, hours. I wish that they would talk more about fucking music than yoga, but... Well, the, the, he doesn't know anything. He doesn't, yeah, doesn't he, really know hardcore stuff. Because even but. if if you heard the you heard the Rogan one, it, before he introduces quote-unquote Yoga Ray, yeah. he's like, yeah, he's in a band called uh, Children of Something. Yeah. Was children. <laughs> he goes, oh yeah, Youth of Today. Children of yeah. Something. God. Joey, <laughs> relax. <laughs> yeah, Children of Something. Children of Yesterday. Idiot. Oh, but Rogan's yeah. the best, man. Oh, I fucking yeah, love Rogan's Rogan. good, man. Great. I'll tell you, I the podcasting thing is so because I I walk to work every morning. I go on long walks all the time. I li- I love like I listen to like Jocko Willink and people like that. It's it's just like I feel like I'm give like feeding my brain yeah, healthy I, food. I, you I, know? Find, I find myself listening to mostly podcasts. You know, mostly. It's so good. I like I like to. I, I and this and it's funny because I always I always tell you your podcast always makes me hungry because <laughs> you, you guys, you guys are always that. eating or someone's bringing you cannolis yeah. or someone's like bringing you food. And Jerry always, Foley brings like yeah. a nice box of pastry and I'm always like we I talk about starving. pastries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, because it's like a social thing, you know. Oh, yeah. Like me and Luke Rhoda, we went to a diner somewhere I don't know a few blocks away from here. He got like a grilled cheese with bacon and French fries. He's talking about it. Then he starts talking about sandwiches. <laughs> Everything's about revolves around food. This whole pizza thing. Who is, is there? Somebody that is like your bucket list that you haven't gotten yet that you've been wanting to talk to? Local, like hardcore person. There's actually a few people. There's a few people that a lot of people are like. How do you not have this person on yet? Like, I haven't had Jimmy G on. Oh really? I haven't had Jimmy on. I haven't had Isaac on yet. I haven't oh, wow. had Roger on yet. Um, Scott Vogel, I haven't on yet. I haven't uh, had on yet. Those are like the four top ones that, like, yeah. But there's bucket list people, like not like hardcore related, that I would just fucking love. To who would you? Who's that? I throw hail marys out there. Like I'll hit up people. Some some people have so many followers that don't follow me or whatever, and it's the only way I know how to get to them is like send them like a fucking Instagram message, and they'll never read it. But I've thrown out several hail marys. Well, actually, one time. I threw out a Hail Mary and I got Havoc from Mob Deep on, oh, okay. which was like, that's cool. fuck, man. Like, that's fucking bananas. Like, hey, I'm sitting there, like, I'm in my head a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm talking to him, but in the back of my head, I'm like, you're a multi-platinum. It's like, besides the Wu-Tang Clan in New York, who else is there as far as a rap group? You got, the, you got Mob Deep, right? Yeah. And then you got Gangstar, but then Mob Deep. You know, so that was kind of cool. I just threw a Hail Mary, and he's like, yeah, let's do it. And then, like, two weeks later, we found a spot. He's drinking a ginger ale, and I'm like, mm. yeah, it was weird. But um, I, I messaged fucking Mike Tyson. Fuck yeah, I messaged every single person from fucking, from the lowest, from fucking, from Master Killer all the way up to Method Man and the whole Wu-Tang Clan I hit up. I hit up a whole bunch of different people, man. Like, 
know, hopefully one day. You know, I, actually, somebody actually got back to me. I don't know. He's always overseas filming, but I hit him up, and it took him about six months. When I did the when I did the episode with Yvonne from Manipulate and Scarface, Morello. Right. After I was done wrapping that up, I was saying goodbye to him, and I got an Instagram message, and it was in response. It was like eight months old, the message, and it was, and he was like. He's like, how are you, Jimmy? I'm definitely going to put this in my in my schedule. And when I'm back in the States, I'll get back in touch with you. And I would love, love to actually sit there and talk to you. And who is that? Fucking Armand Asante. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh I don't care about any wild. movies that he's in. I want to talk about his role in Gotti for two hours. <laughs> That's pretty, it. pretty cool. Armand Asante would be fucking crazy, you know? But this, you know, everybody knows that it started out as just, you know, just hardcore people, metal people. But then I, I, it's like... I say this all the time. It's like, how many times are we all going to agree that, like, Age of Quarrel is a great record? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Every, you know, it, it, everyone knows that. So after a while, I just need to break it up a little bit. That's why, all right, photographers, cool. Yeah. I'll have a rapper on. I'll have graffiti. The horror, right? the horror like, stuff and horror everything, is, you know. This is, this is convention season right now. So I yeah. Have a whole, yeah, I have things lined up. Those are kind of weird, though, because it's always so busy. So depending on the person and depending on how many people, you know, I'm not going to take anyone away from taking pictures with paying customers and, and shit like that. So I always have to feel it out. Monster Mania is next weekend. This is, this is already over. But um, mm. so I don't know about that one, but New Jersey Horror Con is at the end of this month and I already have a couple lined up. So you hit them all at all I, those conventions. I do. I do. Even before the yeah. podcast, I, I did. Chiller, anyway, you know, okay. chiller and stuff. I just, I, I don't bring anything this time. Maybe like New Jersey Horror Con, I'll bring this, like the mm. whole thing. Oh, you just do it right on the phone? Right on my phone, right there, off the cuff, anywhere yeah. from like five minutes to 15 minutes. Some people have spoken to me for like half hour, you know what I mean? Just to bullshit, you know what I mean? Like Tim Capello, the sax guy from the Lost Boys. <laughs> it's like, that's like my boy now. It's like, it's, it's so oh, weird. I've met him so many times. I'm sitting there next to him behind his table talking about how he used to play saxophone for Tina Turner. That's you know great. what I mean? And shit like that. So it's we, cool. It's all I love you. I love Chill. We went every year. My my one of my best friends that just passed away last year, he and I went to Chiller all the time. It's great. And it just like it's just weird. Like we would go and like Brian Forsyth and people like that always William the, Forsyth. The, uh, William Forsyth. That's He's gonna right. be at yeah. Mob Movie yeah. Con at Harris uh, Atlantic City. Mark was it Mark well, was the one that Mark Fadette, the Seagal one that William Forsyth was in? Yeah, Alpha Justice, Justice, right? Yeah. Great. That was such great. A good, it's the, one of the worst Brooklyn <laughs> accent jobs. It's the greatest. It's, it's so the best bad. To watch. That's why it's, it's amazing. The He's so over watch. the top. He shoots the lady in the head yeah. and oh, yeah. she's like beeps at him. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> hey Richie, anybody yeah. know? No, yeah. Anybody know why Richie did Bobby Lupo? It's so bad. <laughs> why he did Bobby Lupo? Oh, it's so it's Steven Seagal's a jerk. Yeah. You know, you know well, that's that's you after know you can't great. lift the leg anymore. Oh, terrible. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't it wasn't Chiller. I think it was Monster Mania. What was the one that was right across the street from from the garden at the hotel? Was Never that Monster there. Mania? No, Monster Mania's in Cherry Hill. Might have been Cherry. maybe a Wizard Con or whatever it was. I don't know. Anyway. I ended up, the weirdest thing, it was two tables next to each other. One was the three Brady boys. Okay. Weird. And next to Fake them. Jan is going to be at like Chiller this year. And, like, <laughs> and next to them. Fake Jan. Was the three people from the Human Centipede. Oh, no. Oh, wow, that, what a crazy movie. And, oh, they're amazing. And now. first of all, the two <laughs> girls are adorable. Right. And super funny and super yeah. cool. And I'm talking to them, and they looked 
the Brady boys look like they should have been the human centipede. I'm they sure. all were like yeah. really fucked up. Well, they up were at one point. Have you ever been Tim and Brett? Have you never been nah. to any of these? Oh, there's I so much fun. I think I went to there's one so of the cons fun. at one point, like a, like a movie Just for the people one. watching. Yeah, you know? that, oh, you no, know, that's the best part. Yeah, it's and like, you don't necessarily have to be into horror. No, no, it's a lot of pretty people culture, watching. Yeah, it's it's more memorabilia, horror. It's like sit like 70s, like, you know, Starsky or Hutch will be there, yeah. like you know, Eric Estrada. Or like or weird people, and I feel bad because like I'm, I'm terrible. Like, There's always someone at a lonely table. Yeah, and I feel bad. <laughs> I don't want to make eye contact because then I feel compelled to go and get an autograph, and I don't even want one. Oh, I ha- like I ha- the cast of Hee Haw. Hee Haw. they're like 94 fucking yeah. year old blue hair ladies. It's like, come on, man. I'm going to meet Apollo Creed. I don't want to know. I that. had a confrontation. A confrontation. Uh, because because you know what it is, you. With the hee-haw kids? You, you, go, you go up to the table. You go up to uh, Jimmy related. Ferrari's table. Now, he's got all his 8x10s from all his movies. Nice. And, all my you know, movies. so it's usually like 20 bucks, you know, for a sign something. And usually they'll take a picture with you. Sometimes they'll charge you more. Right. Sometimes it's a combo. Some people. But, but the thing is, they don't want anyone taking the pictures unless they're making money. Yeah, of course. Right. So one day I'm at the, I'm at the, the chiller, and there's Ralph Macchio. And he's, he's going to be a sitting pop mania. He's sitting there. <laughs> and with, yeah. with Johnny. Oh, he's with, he was there too. Yes. He was All there. Right, on, I'm sorry. And, next, package, package package and next to Ralph Macchio <laughs> is Cheryl Teagues. Okay. Weird. And so I'm, I have my, I have my long lens. I'm not even like near them. I'm, I'm a few, I'm like over there. So I've taken a few pictures of him. I take, I take a picture of Cheryl Teagues. She sees me. She bought on She you. gets up. She's like substantially taller than me. <laughs> walks through people and gets right in my face. Did you just take my picture? Uh, wow. Oh my god. That, that's crazy. Several teams, you're a twat. And I and I open up the <laughs> and as she's walking up to me, I open up the thing and I got to a picture of Ralph Macchio and I go, Is this you? And she looked at me and just like sneered at me. And like walked away, and like I thought she was gonna spit on me. Wow, she was yeah. so mad. Yeah, that's, see, that's and, not cool. Uh, she's like, like, I needed that twenty dollars. Listen, the majority of the people that I've met, I've met all sorts of people from low budget horror movies to fucking you know all kinds of people, and everybody except for Linda Blair has been cool. Wow, Linda Blair from The Exorcist. I'll say it all the time. She's a cunt. She just is. Nasty. Actually, Greg Brady. He was a douchebag. He's a douchebag. He has no reason to be a douchebag. He was a douchebag with the one time. And then there's Linda Blair. You were famous for fucking for uh, one movie when you were twelve. The Get uh, over yourself. He he was. Did you I try mean, to take a picture? No, well, no fuck her. You know, actually, what happened with Greg Brady? I won't give her a dollar. Is he was on the corner of, of like the thing? There was a corner, and this lady came over with her with her daughter, who was clearly uh, her daughter was clearly like special needs. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, my, my daughter would like to know if she could take your picture. And he said, no. And me, and, and the funny thing is, I'm sitting there, and behind me at the table is Kip Winger. Oh, boy. Kip Winger. And Kip Winger. Kip Winger. And Kip Winger and I both at the same time. Grace. We both turn around at the same time and go, are you kidding? And all these people at the same time turn around to Greg Beatty and pick up their cameras and start taking pictures of Good. Them. That's great. And That's good. Fuck them. It, he it was we were just like are you kidding me this yeah. little girl yeah and he was just like just like who do you think you are yeah. you know yeah he obviously never watched an episode of the Brady Bunch 
Oh, yeah. But it was what funny because Kip Winger was right next to me, <laughs> and he like hit the table. Yeah, yeah. He's like, are you kidding me? Uh-huh. Like uh, Sam the Butcher giving Alice the meat. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Beastie Boys still fucking yeah, call that's, back. That's it, yeah. man. Yeah. Well, good shit. So talk, all right, well, we, we we got off on fucking conventions and shit. I don't oh, know yeah. fucking how. So let's, let's, like, fucking talk more about your guys' shit, man. We're here to fucking talk about your guys' photography, where they can find you, what you like, what equipment. Maybe there's fucking photography people. Well, I don't know if you want to give up your secrets. I like what you like to We all use, use disposable cameras. Yeah. I was yeah. a disposable camera guy for a long time in the 90s. I have pictures yeah. of a lot of shit. Never had well, you know what? They camera. came in handy, man, back Big in the time. I don't, yeah. I don't honestly, be- I honestly <clears throat> believe if, if you're good. Yeah. If you know what you're doing, if you can compose a picture, you know. It doesn't matter what you shoot. doesn't matter what you shoot. You know who says that? And Ricky Powell. Let me tell you. Ricky Powell is a good photographer. Ricky Powell has a fucking little, small, little fucking thing. Yep. And fucking takes pictures. It's not all crazy, high-tech crazy. The new new iPhone camera is so good. Yeah. And if you, like, you know, I mean, and it's funny because you did the thing with the Empire State Building. I just recently sold some pictures to Hudson Yards. I worked over the West Side Yard, the train station over there, and and every morning I would just walk to work. All those skyscrapers are being built, yeah. all those new skyscrapers, and they contacted me through somebody, how they got my name, and, and oh, we saw some of your pictures we'd like to buy, so they they bought some pictures of mine. That's and, great. Uh, mm. And for, uh, like, a video screen that's going to be running for a couple of years, like a, you know, like a flashing thing, and ha- the three of the four pictures they bought, I took with my phone. Nice. And it just goes to show you, it's like, if it's a nice day and everything is just right, you know, and it's funny because, like, I watch, like, when we're all together shooting, you watch each other protect your gear. Sure. You know, when the bodies are flying. Yeah. You know, and, like, uh, like especially your flash. Yeah. You know, because of someone will kick that right off your your, uh, your phone, you know, and, and the shows that we've been shooting uh, on the Sundays... The kids go completely, absolutely apeshit. Yeah. It doesn't does get crazy, man. It's so much fun that that's like shooting the kids. I mean, the, the, shooting the bands are great. Yeah. Some of the bands, you know, are more, you know, energetic and animated than sure. others. And, uh, but the kids go off. And and now like they all find like, you know, they find us like on Instagram and everything like, oh, did you get pictures of me and this that's and that? Awesome. And, and but you have to I have to say you have to see a band called the Car Bomb Parade. Yeah, they are great, man. Yeah. Like they killed. Talk Sunday. about a band to take photos of and just a great, fun, hardcore band. Yeah, yeah just great people. And, yeah, oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah we got to get you there. Shoot, shooting the the A7 back the back to the roots series at A Seven or Niagara. I mean, it's it's great. It's it's you know me, Tim, and Steve. I yeah. mean, we both we all go there. We do our thing. Yeah, you know. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like we know, we give each other, like, signals, like, all yep. right, I'm, 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 you know, let's, let's swap sides. Yep. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, of course. Just so we can get different advantages. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like a team effort. Um, it does get crazy. I mean, the whole new generation of kids that are going to these shows there, I mean, you know, it's free. You know, these yeah. kids, I don't know what their budgets are. Of course. But it, it's great. It's, that brings a whole new little generation, yeah. which yeah. is great. It really Shout is. out to Drew Stone. Man. Yeah, Drew. Free shows, like six, seven bands a, a, a night. Yeah. And good bands. Not and, just yeah. like and, up and, and coming. And, and, fucking killing time yeah. fucking played. And all the fucking. Maximum penalty. Oh, yeah. Maximum penalty. Leeway played. Leeway. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. 
And there's some there's some great bands coming out of it, like Dead Blow Hammer. Yeah. You know, uh, Locked Inside, which is a great Crazy straight Eddie. edge band, yep, Crazy yep. Eddie. Yeah. And and it's just like the the response they get from the kids. Locked Inside has some traction going. They have those guys on. They are really good. That seven inch is awesome. That episode They're is really so good. fucking good. They're I didn't know really what to good. expect. Not that I, I don't really give a fuck at the end of the day about numbers and shit like that, but but I I look from time to time like what how shit is doing. I know like what the most listened to episode is and all that shit. But like that lock inside one like fucking took off and it still mm-hmm. gets crazy listens. Yeah, they're yeah, good. They're good. Yeah. They they're put on a great they're show. playing that show on the nineteenth. You should you should definitely come. It's Dead Blow Hammer. Uh, oh wait, it's it's Drunken Rampage, Dead Blow Hammer. Locked inside. Fuck it, I quit. Fuck it, I quit. Serial poets. Bowhead. Low fast and serial poets. Low fast. Low fast. I know. Low fast. What a weird name. <laughs> this makes me. This makes me smile every time I hear it. Low fast. We're gonna name our band Low fast. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Good shit. Now, now, as far as websites, can Ichi is? Can someone go to a website or whatever and buy your shit? Do you have shit like for sale, like a? Anything like that? I mean, I on my website, I have, uh, I mean, you really can't purchase anything on there because I didn't set up a shopping cart on there yet. Okay. Um, and plus, I haven't updated my site in a little bit, something I got to get my ass uh, in gear to do. So if someone wants to buy something and from they, you, they, can... they can always leave me a message or whatnot. Yeah, um, go directly to you, right? I mean, yeah, you know, hit me up on Instagram, you know. But whatever. you have like three different accounts. Well, I got, I got two Instagram and I got my personal website. Right. But, um, well, because don't you have that kid Rich is one Instagram, then you have I don't, even, Zola. I don't even use that no more. Okay. I have Rich Zola Photography, and I have Zola Music Archives, right. which is like strictly, I removed everything off of my, my, my regular photography page, just like music. Right. And then uh, I just got richzolaphotography.com, and, you know, I got okay. some stuff from music and, you know, landscape. And right. My other personal work on that. Gotcha. So they can hit you up, and if they want like a print or whatever, you can fucking hook them up, give them a price, and give it yeah. Them. I mean, a lot, a lot of bands actually hit me up for. I know, ask you for shit to use for flyers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he's got a great right? shirt too. That Murphy's Law shirt they did with his photo on it. Yeah, actually, it's oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah I didn't see it yet. Yeah, is it up? I didn't see it. Didn't yeah, no, that's a while. It's a while. Yeah, I mean, yeah. pictures. I mean, John from uh, Dead City. He, you know. He made two shirts from Murphy's Law with my images on them. Okay. So th- that was cool. I mean, I think they did pretty good. I see a lot of people wearing them. Good. So, yeah, I, you that's know, awesome. And uh, as far as, like, people hitting me up for, uh, you know, photos and stuff like that, for Silver Tomb, um, I just did their inside uh, sleeve that's for awesome. their album. That's great. Which, you know, John and uh, Kenny yeah. and the rest of the guys hype out. Yep. Yeah, they, they they love the shot, so they used it on the inside of their debut album. And, uh, you know, it's an honor. You sure, know? man. I, I don't ask them for anything in return because, right. you know, it's yeah, a fucking it's, honor to have yeah, my work. Course. And you get your little photo credit inside the thing. And exactly. All that sure. So, you know, I do a lot of stuff for a lot of bands like that. And, you know, I'm not I'm not in it to make money. Right. I do it because I love it and I enjoy it. I get it completely. And if somebody wants to use my work, I mean, I'm, I'm honored, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I have I have a day job. Right. You know, it's not like I'm making billions of dollars off right. my photography. Same here. You know? It's like I have a fucking regular day job. I don't make a dime off of this. Thing. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just do it because I like to do it. Exactly. I like to bullshit people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Now, you know, I mean, in the whole photography thing with Tim and, and Steve, I mean, I'm like the baby of the bunch. You know what I mean? Right. I've only been doing this for 
you know, shooting the shows for like maybe like seven years now. I mean, I've I've looked, I've seen you guys work from way back in the day. Yeah, you know, early, well, I think I'm like early nineties. Fucking nice pictures of me at like sick of it all with the limelight yeah. from like 1994. Yeah, yeah. you know, early nineties like, and stuff. Yeah. Probably in the wetland shots. Yeah, I have sick of it all. You know, no, show you the content. You never went, I, never I've made never been to a fucking show at wetland. Oh, that was one of the best sick of all shows like too. That was a yeah. great one. And it, it's crazy because you know. I, I've always been very active in the hardcore scene. You yeah. know, in high school, you know, a couple of my friends, you know, oh, we'll go to CB's, you know, catch a show, you know, go to Wetlands, blah, blah, whatever. Yeah. But, um, you know, I was there, and now I look back on it, and I'm like, fuck. Yeah, Why did so you bring that camera back? Yeah. What was the yeah. first show that you brought your camera to? Do you remember? Uh, Like, you remember, said, I'm bringing my camera tonight. Like, do you remember, like, the moment, like, you, you said, yeah, I'm bringing my camera. I'm going to take pictures tonight. Well, I mean... Bad Brains last show with a veil at CB's. Um, okay. That that was like the one, you know. Now that was the, you know a point and shoot camera, you know. But that that was like yeah, is that the first... one with the motorcycle helmet? Oh yeah, that's when they saw lost it, man. Yeah, but um, he's wearing but... like an astronaut helmet. Yeah, I'm glad helmet. I did. I went. To, I went to this on the inside. So you know, and, yeah, that whole, that whole thing was crazy, man. Yeah. Still makes Doc, a great Doc, photo. Doc looking at him like, yo, man. You're like singing inside of a helmet. You sound like you're in a fishbowl. Yeah, you know? it was yeah. like, yeah, it was crazy. But you know, I, I mean, still a captain video. I yeah. fucking I honeymoon. Yeah. I'm glad. I honestly, I was. I remember wanting to go to that, but I'm glad I went. I went uh, the other night when it was uh, John Joseph sang with them. It was oh, John okay. and, and John, it was John and uh, and uh, Mackie played with with Dr. No and and uh so that was Felix Van yeah, That was that I was uh, that was great seeing that. That was like the last bad brains ish show. I think they called it the Soul Brains or something. Yeah, okay. Soul Brains, yeah. yeah. But uh they held that name for a little bit. That mm-hmm. was that whole thing with Madonna, right? She she owned the name Bad Brains or something like that. I don't know. Well she had them signed to their her label for that for uh, the so God they, of Love record. Right. So huh. whatever whatever that whole thing was. But um yeah, for yes. the most part. So hit up mm-hmm. Tim. I mean, hit up, hit up Rich if you want fucking shit printed. Put it on your wall. Make your fucking little space pretty. <laughs> well, what was your nice, first? Nice uh, picture of a fucking Empire State Building in your living room. Tim, what's up yeah. with you? I got a timdailyphoto.com website right. for... There's not much music on there. That was like when I was uh, mostly portraiture and documentary series of stuff that I would shoot. Um, I have a big cartel. Website where I have a couple books for sale for a couple of projects I worked on. No hardcore yet. Um, and then just through my Instagram, uh, okay. people could get at me all the time, which Music happens. Daily. Yeah, Music Daily. That's D-A-L-Y. D-A-L-E-Y. E-Y. E-Y. I got to put an E in there. It's a million different ways you spell daily. But I'll say my first concert that I did bring a camera to of a hardcore show was 93... Murphy's Law, and I think Killing Time. I don't. I don't think it was a Super Bowl, or maybe it was a Super Bowl. Is in October. It went along with a Halloween show. I remember that. So I don't, I don't think it was just a Murphy's Halloween though. Right. And that was the first show. Where was that? What venue? It was at the Grand. Okay. On Third Avenue, which was a great. Yeah, which was a great venue. Yeah. I saw a Carnivore's last show there. Uh, that was at the end of a suit, one of the Stanley Cups of Hardcore. Okay. When they had a disco show right after. But Carnivore threw out the half, half a uh, skinned baby lamb into the crowd. Nice, and it got ripped up, and somebody threw the skull through the drum kit. Oh, like man. just parts of the lamb were flying all over. 
But it had to end at 8 o'clock because they had a disco night. Uh, And as we were leaving, there was just meat cooking off of the lights. uh, And I always wondered, like, what that disco... Oh, it must have been so rancid. (laughs) But that was probably one of the last shows that they had at the Grand as well. Because those shows got a little out of hand with the fights. um, Shades of Grey, Biohazard video was filmed at the Grand. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, And I think that, that, yeah, because I I remember being at one of those Biohazard shows. I don't think I was ever at the Grand yeah, either. The Grand was a good venue. I saw, well, so the first one that I photographed where it actually came out right was Madball and 25 for Life. That was an early one, 93. So 93 is when I started. At the Grand also? At the Grand also. That was my first show was at the Grand, and then I started going to CBs. I right like the Grand. I Grand had a good, yeah. I saw Michael Monroe there a bunch of times. Michael Monroe from Hanoi Rocks. Hanoi Rocks, yeah. He used to do every Monday night. And he would have Joey Ramone would come up, or David Johansson, or the little Steven, you know, and uh, and he would play there, and he was great. He was great. Michael Monroe was great. He puts on a great show. Does he? Yeah. Is he still alive? He's still going. Yeah. Is he? He's, he's huge, like in his home country. Well, he's like, Neil killed yeah. fucking you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He killed us. Killed us. Yeah. Killed Hanoi Rocks, basically. Yeah. yeah. But you know, he had to get that six pack. You know, he's got a beer run. Yeah. Get it. Beer run. Rock star. It wasn't intentional. Now you could order that in. You know, just think the 80s. Yep, you exactly. had to go back out and get that. Yeah, yeah you yeah, could yeah, Uber yeah. and some yeah. booze. Yeah. <laughs> Uber from the deli. Yeah. Right to you. So, can, can anyone buy any of your prints or anything like that? Or where can people find you all on your social media bullshit? On social media. And then, like I said, through my website, TimDailyPhoto.com. But you're, but you're not on Facebook. No. I used to be on Facebook. It's a shit show. It's I a want, shit I want, show. I want to get off of it. Too. Yeah, you know, I, I had to get off of it because, like, everybody that, well, not everybody, but a lot of people that I remember that I grew up with that friended me, they all turned out to be a lot of Trump supporters, and I just couldn't deal with it. Right. And I hated seeing a lot of people's personal thoughts about just shit in the world. About everything. And just everything just, about, so like, immunizations and everything, bullshit. where I just had to cut it. And then once they were, they didn't care that people's information got stolen. I sold my stock and I, I got out yeah. while, I, while I was ahead. Yeah, I don't and I never looked back and Drew keeps telling me, Drew Stone keeps saying, got to get a Facebook so I can tag you and put you on. So I'm the only one yep. out of yeah. the three He's that the does not guy. have it. Yeah, right, so right. I just have like a He's name. He's the small one. Yeah. Well, I have Instagram, which is owned by Facebook. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's all in together. But, but, but it's less involved. You know, it, it involves photos. I don't have to read anything. Right. I could look at photos and then hopefully what I'm liking isn't a horrible thing. Right. Until you find out later, and you're like, oh, I like that photo, but it was, oh, shit, that wasn't what that was about. Right. You know, because yeah. I always look at a photo first. Um, of course. Picture related, you know. Yeah. But, uh, your yeah. algorithms. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, but people reach out here and there, which is cool. Yeah. Always like to be a part of it, you know, because it's just the, the need to do it at this point. You know, yeah, I love man. the music, love the scene. And I mean, there's nothing better than shooting a hardcore show. Yeah, that's true. You know, at, the I mean, end of the day, at the end of the day, it's that's all about all having it's about. fun, yeah. man. See, it's like it. I love seeing somebody hopefully jump over me yeah. and not just knee me in the back of the head as uh, they're trying to get to the mic. Yeah. But, you know, it happens. And, you know, I come home and hopefully I don't have black and blue eyes or whatever. And badges I just don't make honor. it to work. Yes. Yeah, badges yeah. of honor until you have to yeah. wake up to go to work the next sure. day. And then you're like, fuck, I'm old. <laughs> and my neck still hurts three weeks later yeah. from that guy landing on me. Yeah, oh, and I can't turn right. Shows, yeah, sure. so I mean that goes with it. But then again, I go to I go to a lot of different music, 
And like I like seeing new wave bands and post punk bands and just everything hip hop yeah. bands. But like after a while, just shooting the person on stage without a crowd interaction kind of really sucks and gets boring. Yeah. Because I mean, there's nothing better than having that crowd go for the microphone, which is hard to shoot anything else than what's up front. Of course. Because, you know, that's where, that's the money shots, you know, that's the action of like fist flying through. They are the money shots. Like, you know, I've I've shot a lot of shows, anywhere from like Hate Breed, Life of Agony, Doyle, uh, Guar. You know, now when you're shooting and you got a barricade, I mean, you know, you got a photo pit. I mean, you're in there, you know. I mean, you you kind of move around your free will. And, yeah. You know, it's it's totally different. You're not getting that. You're not getting that. You, you're getting the shots you want. Yeah. But I mean, getting involved in the action is you know hard. It's it's, it's, it's like it's like combat photography. It's it like is, yeah, it is. And it really the cool is. thing is like, like because when you when you're shooting in the pit, you usually get three songs, no flash, and you're out. You right. know, and you because everyone wants to be pretty, they don't want to be sweaty yet. Hardcore, you want the blood and the sweat and like they don't care if you shoot the whole show right. they don't care if you're using a flash right. like exactly. you know what yep. you usually need to because hardcore shows usually have shitty lights of course you know depending and on where they play so. and the fast kids fast, are yeah. tra- and, and it just like when they're piling on top of each other and you're shooting away and, and it's so funny because you'll be shooting through and like get that pivotal moment where someone's head is just right yeah, you know, and and the look is just right because sometimes you're like, oh, that would have been great, but but they're facing the other way. There's right. so much emotion. Yeah. Hardcore, it's, it's, it's the just best. Like, it's it's yeah, and then, you, know, you know, shooting certain hardcore bands like like Madball, Terror. Oh yeah, um, always got to be fun, man. man. Yeah, but I mean, like like Freddie. I mean, he moves all over the place. Yeah. Oh, Freddie, you need yeah, Freddie is tough he, to catch. He's, yeah. very, he's very hard to photograph, man. And then, like, like, uh, like Scott from Terra. I mean, you know, he's hard too. Yeah. He's, he's all over the place. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't stop moving. Right. And I gotta know. say, Pete from Sick of It All is yeah. probably Pete, the most Pete, fun. Yeah. Like, he flies. Pete, Pete's Pete, crazy. Pete flies. Mike Gallo. The like, my, I, like those are the guys. Like, you know, you're gonna catch like the yeah. great jump. You yeah. know, and Jumps, the uh, yeah. and uh, I just love. Like, I used to shoot at the. Remember the crazy donkey? Yeah. In Farmingdale? No. I used to shoot there. Went there. And, uh, I remember the crazy country club. Not oh no, no, this place was. I, I mean, I was one of the photographers there, and it was it was madness there. They had great. I, I remember that last. It was the Life of Agony and Biohazard uh, played there. It was the original Biohazard got back together. Evan was all skinny at the time and everything, but that was a great show. Life of Agony killed, and uh, and they were another band. They're great. I love shooting. Yeah, you well, know, hey, you know, good man. Yeah. And. Uh, you know they're they're just so and like Mina is, is dynamic. I like yeah. to to shoot like at the Paramount like now and and especially now it's it's like uh, you know like she controls the crowd. Yeah, and like you and I shot that show at the was it where were we the High Line? Remember you went you went right to work afterwards or. It was after. No, it wasn't High Line. I never shot that. No, not High Line. Barry Baldwin was Gramercy. it. Remember we went to Life of Agony, and we were at uh, I think we were at Tompkins Square Park in oh, the yeah, daytime. Yeah, was Bowery? Yeah, yeah. And Bowery uh, Ballroom, not the Bowery. Right, Lines. Bowery Ballroom. Yeah. And that was another great one to shoot. Just like the crowd was crazy, and the crowd is half the fun. It's like more. Yeah, it's, it's like sixty forty. The crowd, like yes. that because, was, that was know, actually with Silver Tomb. That that was yes, it was. Yeah. Oh, was that the show that you got the shot? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that that was a good show. That's man. yeah, that was a good show. The uh, 
Yeah, LOA was fucking really good. Yeah, that, that they've album. always killed yeah. it. I've, th- yeah. that, that's one band. Be, I'm not sure. It's either it's like three bands. It's either Biohazard, of Life of Agony, or Leeway, especially in the early days that I've seen the most ever. Mm-hmm. And Life of Agony, even way back in the demo days, oh, yeah. was fucking great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, they had the regular demo, like like when when Mina was Keith, and then yep. yep. he would sing, and then he went behind, he was ahead of like, the podium. And he would play the keyboards. I was like, Stain Remains demo time frame. And then yep. once River Runs Red came out, that's when he came back from behind the fuck. But that was a weird thing to watch because you yeah. had Joey and Alan going nuts. And at the time, it was either Eric Chan or Michael Pum- No, it was Sal yep. Typo was playing drums for them. And it would be Keith up like behind like this big... Do you remember those days? At all? I remember them at the, the Grand. I no, saw it was for, like this for big, River huge Runs Life of Agony fucking... Yeah, but it was big... made on a huge piece of, like, plywood that yeah. he did. And then it was probably, like, a couple of milk crates or something behind there with a little thing, and it was a keyboard, and that's what Keith would sing with a microphone that stuck up and would sing that. It was crazy <laughs> looking, you know what I mean? And then once River, Run Reds came, River Runs Red came yeah. out, then he did away with that yeah. and then was back out in front. But they were always a great band. A lot of oh, absolutely. Too, too. way back in the day, was always They were always uh, fun to shoot, too. Fun, man. You know, but... Oh my god, one time... Uh, That's another guy that I have to get on. He actually hit me up to see if I wanted to, but I won't do it. I told him I won't do it over the phone. Is it Billy? Billy? Yeah. We, they played at Revolution uh, when, when Scott Roberts was in the band. Uh, and me and my friend are right up front, and they come out for the first song. Billy jumps up, and his leg goes right through the stage. Oh, awesome. Like, right to his thigh. <laughs> and we all, and right first, we're like, Oh, and he jumped right back up. Yeah. And I was like, how did he do that without like splinters? And he did it in like a split second. And he just kind of looked at us and like had this like nervous smile, like, fuck, what just happened? Yeah. And it was. <laughs> I just went through the stage. He went through the stage, <laughs> and just, but bounced right back up. And it was really scary. But they were, I th- and I think he was great. I think when he kind of took the center of the stage, when, when Evan left, I. Absolutely. You know. I was always more of a Billy fan than yeah, me fan too. Anyway, I'll say I'll put that out there. I don't care. Always, the, uh, it was always Billy and Bobby. Yeah. Like Bobby was always doing the fucking, yep. doing the little fucking tornado fucking dance. You know, I don't know. There's a little circular dance. Now, Steve, website stuff like that. Uh, buy shit from you. Fancy canvases for my living room. I would say go to my Instagram, Hardcore Shutterbug. Okay. And uh, that's usually the best place to reach me. I'm on Facebook. Stephen, you know Stephen J. Yes, and uh, and I I do I do like the J. I've used it since I was a kid, okay. and for some reason every now and then, like like Mojo Magazine just bought a photo from me, and the, the emails has my name Stephen J. Messina, and they credited me as Stephen Messina. And the guy said, "Oh, I I didn't I didn't know about the J, and it's in the header right. of the email it says Stephen J. Messina." So you don't have a please credit as. I no, I, it said please credit my oh, full okay. name, Stephen J. Messina. Oh, that's what I mean. It's it's not the end of the world, but it's not. Uh, it's if you did that to Michael Messina. J. Fox, you might have a problem. You know, right. I mean, if you just said Michael Fox, he might be pissed. Right. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, and my honestly, my Instagram uh, has been really good for me in regards to people reaching out and and me getting you know getting work from it and uh, uh, like the locked inside guys. Right. Used one of my shots for their single, their new seven inch, awesome. which I thought was awesome. And yeah. forgot the J. And you guys. <laughs> and uh 
And then uh, Juliette Lewis uh, used one for her single, for the cover of her Any Way You Want single. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And uh, she reached out on Instagram. I shot her at the Brooklyn Bowl. I, I, I love her as a musician. I think yeah. she's good. She's like Iggy Pop and Janis Joplin combined. Right. And uh, I think she's great regardless. She used to have uh, she used to have Todd Morse in her band in the Licks, okay. you know, from H two O, and uh, so she had um, she had seen my picture on Instagram from the Brooklyn Bowl and reached out to me and said, hey, I love this picture. Would you mind if I shared it? And I said, of course not, you know, Mallory Knox, you know, and yeah, uh, and and then she said, would you mind if I used it? And I was like, you know what? I wasn't even like asking her for money. Didn't even cross my mind. Because I said, you know what, I would rather open up a a relationship with her that she knows if she ever needs a photographer. Sure. I'm here. You know, so she said, she said, I'm going to use it as the single cover. And then she made a shirt out of it. And she actually sent me the record and a couple of shirts and... uh, and I just let, ran into her last week. I saw um, you. Yeah, you a sent friend, me a picture. Yeah. Like, my day went well. I'm like, you bastard. Where was she? <laughs> yeah. Well, my my friend, another phenomenal photographer named Mike Pont, who's like does like serious portrait work for like re, like a listers, uh, reached out and said she's coming to where I work, and he'd already told her that he knew me from that picture, and I watched her get interviewed, and then she came over and we spoke for a little bit and took a photo, and it was awesome, you know, and. Uh, you know, so that was really cool. So my Instagram is is great for that, and and because uh, I used to like I have like uh, I have like stuff on Flickr and things like that, but Flickr is really more for my overall. Like I keep everything on there. Like I Your fun archives. things. Like yeah, my yeah, archives. Yeah. Like yeah. like like if I'm going, I want to go to a show. I remind myself I'll keep the poster, put it on there. Right. So my my Flickr actually promotes a lot of a lot of shows for bands I want to go see, and uh, and. Um, but I, I, yeah, you could always just message me through Facebook. Okay. And we, we just, um, I enjoy it. And I, and I love, I love, uh, you know, like I, I love, you know, it sounds silly, but I love like making people happy. Like when they see the, if I know the kid, like I see the people at the show and, and I'll see like the people that like the picture and I'll be like, oh, that was the kid from the show. Right. So then I'll tag him and I'll be like, oh, my God, you got me. I can't yeah. believe it. That's cool. She and and it, it yeah, means a lot. Cool. You know what? And, and because I know as as someone who's been going to shows since I was a kid, how psyched I would be. Like, oh, my God, there I am at the show. Like, yeah. you know, and and we have such a blast doing that. And everybody comes over to us. And they, like, thank us at the yeah. end of the show. It's like, you know, like, and it's great. It's a great feeling because I think it's important. Scenes need to be documented. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. Glenn, do you know Glenn Friedman was? Of is, course. Of you know, uh, yeah, Ross Halfen, people like that. Like, photographers, to me, I have, like, a shelf full of coffee table books of photographers, of my favorite photographers. Yeah. Um, Charles Peterson, okay. who uh, did all the sub-pop stuff in the 90s. He had that blurry kind of style. Mm-hmm. You know, the Louder Than Love cover, stuff like that. Like certain photographers that just like this, their work speaks to me, you know. Yeah, BJ Pappas. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, she's yeah. A, she was at the uh, the old from ca- the old from Casual show. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And it's funny because she was at that old from Casual show at St. Vitus. Yeah. And shoot an iPhone. And I was like, oh shit, she's right in the front row. Like, yeah. and to me, that's like 
that's bigger than the rancid guys. Of course, even like Ken Salerno. You know, we can Ken's great guy. You know, you know, never ending archive, archive of fucking crazy, so many different genres of music. Yeah, but I mean, he he, he's got like everything from City Gardens, everything, everything, Uh, City Gardens, like Circle Jerks, all, all. all the iconic mm-hmm. shots, yeah. man. Black flag, you know, everything. And, and then he also he also documented a lot of good skateboarding back mm-hmm. in the day. Yeah. You know, it's Did you get to City Gardens a lot or I never went. I only went a couple I was times. I was a Brooklyn Manhattan kid. Yeah, I was, I was there. there twice, I, last man. time I was there was was ni- I think it was ninety two or ninety three. It was Bad Religion and Killing Time. Yeah. And uh never been to Studio One. I heard things about that. I was place. there once. Never been there. For Super Bowl, like Pro Max. Is that Studio B or Studio One? Studio, Studio B was Studio in Brooklyn. One. Right, that Studio one, one. Yeah, was somewhere in Jersey. Jersey. Not far in from Jersey. Probably not. Starland ballrooms and other yeah. place. Don't like That's it. a hike. I don't, I don't like Starland. That's a hike. I don't like the fucking bounces there. You know, it was Life of Agony show a few years back. It's like... They're on like their third song. I went over the barricade like eight times at that point. What about <laughs> it's like one more and you're out. It's like... Motherfucker, you're earning your, I'm making you earn your fucking paycheck, yeah, right. motherfucker. Yeah, he was like a jerk off. I'm like, really? Yeah, he's he's an aggravated, but, uh, you're doing Toad's it. place. And, no, no. Connecticut? No. No. I was never there. No, I went there. I would, last time I was there was for Hatebreed. How was that like? I had to see Hatebreed in Connecticut. The furthest north I ever went was the Chance. I've never uh, been there either. Dipsy. I haven't was, been there either. The was chance. there once. I forgot who I went for. They got so yeah. many good shows there. It's just a hike, man. One but show yeah. ever at the Roxy in Long Island, somewhere in Long Island. Oh my god, the Roxy Music Hall in Huntington. Yeah. Kidding me? I was there once. We opened. We opened up for Guar there. Ba- Bile has a sick of it yeah. all. It was oh, us. Guar. It was Guar, Bile, and Serial Poets. Bile. Bile. Yep. Something. Yep. Man. Oh man, crazy. Yep. Wow. Well, that was twenty six years ago. Yeah. My shit was a long, long time, time ago, ago too. Man. That was before H two O was even a band because Toby went up and did that one song. They have My Love Is Real. That one mm-hmm. song. Yep. Marauder with Minus came up and did like one song. But I don't remember who opened. Opened, but it was Bile has it sick of it all, and that was like on the. The ass end of like the urban discipline tour. So yeah. Biohazard was like fucking. I love the ridiculous. Roxy. Crazy. I was there once and it was no good because I was on. Did you I, go to Sundance? No, I was at the, that one Roxy show. I was all fucked up because I was on acid again. You were an acid. Me and acid back in the early nineties. Yeah, it was acid and ecstasy and angel oh, dust. Yeah, funny. it was fun times. Yeah, back then. Yeah, let's go to a biohazard show and eat like six hits of acid and try to have a good time. You know, it's this funny because awful. This, oh, for two weeks ago, so awful. Sometimes it was the most amazing thing yeah. ever, and sometimes it was bad. That's why I used to love the limelight. Oh, Sunday, limelight Sunday night, yeah. Sunday yeah. night rock and roll rock church, church yeah. because you weren't just stuck in one spot if a if a band was playing. Yep. So I've seen so many great bands. I saw everyone from like Leeway to Monkey Club to Testament to White yep. Zombie. I seen so many bands there. But if you needed a break, if you were having like a bugged out trip, oh, yeah. where you're yeah, fucked you up a little too much. Go to the chapel. You go you know? to the chapel. Or, yeah, I found myself up there hanging uh, out with Charlie Benante and Sebastian Bach when I don't know how I got up there. Yeah. I had no idea. I was sitting there drinking a beer with Charlie Benante and Sebastian Bach was a dick. Yeah. And I was just like, hey, what's up, guy? I don't know how I got up there. I was all fucked up. I just recently told I a story the about line. that yeah, place. Yeah, well, it's it's like a gym. Oh, it's a gym God. now. Yeah. No, it's like a, no, it's like a, a bazaar. Like a bazaar. It was a gym for a while. It's a bazaar and a in a brick oven pizza place. Yeah. But it was like uh, from Aldi's. A little yeah. Aldi's. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, wasn't it Sorry, like an IHOP shows. for a little while oh, too? God, it's nah. like, yo, you're sitting there eating your fucking omelet. If only you knew. used to fucking yeah. shit. No. Awesome. God. Yes. The couches. I used, to, I, I used to laugh when it was a gym because I'm like, people are coming here to better themselves now. Oh, God. You know, it was brutal. But, the place uh, was brutal. It was my favorite. It was, my, it's it was my a over- great venue, though. Overall, it's my favorite club ever. 
My favorite. That was, was that was my one of my favorite shows ever. I was Pearl Jam there. Right, right when they came out in '92, see Pearl Jam there, and so it was amazing. There. I just think of it all there on a whim. I was by accident. But was it the one where the car came careening down Sixth Avenue on it being chased by a cop? It I have like no a, idea. This was, like, I think, it was a Sunday, and it was, I think, it was H two O and sick of it all. And we were all outside waiting to go up the stairs to go in, and this car was being chased by the cops. It was a Sunday before any of those other buildings were open. They were yeah. all empty storefronts. And this car was bouncing like a pinball uh, machine coming off of cars down 6th Avenue. I don't remember and that. It might have been a different so show. It could have been a different show. But the funniest part was, all right, this car is outrunning the cops, but it's coming upon a crowd of hardcore kids right. who are all outside drinking and hanging out and just having a good time. And as it passed, it was just a launching of 40-ounce bottles at the car that was running it. It tried to make a turn by, like, Apex Tech. And it couldn't make the turn, and it smashed into somebody's car who was uh, probably at the show. Right. So next thing you know, it's like, at this point, it's two blocks maybe ahead of the cop cars. Uh, and it smashed in as 40 bottles were raining down on the car. And this is definitely this the early was, 90s. This was, yeah, no, this yeah. was great. And then all of a sudden, the car crashed, and you just saw a mob of people run to the car drag the guy out just because it's like fuck let's like the beat the shit out of this guy until the top cops finally caught up and then i remember my crew was just like all right let's go back inside now right because everything's done but it was just like the whole uh, day we were like did you see that car come barreling down yeah, but it was just i remember the the bottles it was like you know whatever braveheart yeah with arrows being yeah, tossed, but nice. in 40s you know and yeah, like, i saw sick of it all that it, was, it wasn't that show i don't think i don't think were you the uh, rancid the luna chicks h2o at the no, limelight no but it was it was a sick but all show because i was with a few of my friends that really weren't into hardcore mm. but we were in the city just so happened to be in the city doing knucklehead shit we were in my friend's old 84 bronco and I'm in the back, and we just so happened to be passing the limelight, and I saw a whole bunch of guys outside, and I'm like, those are all hardcore kids. So I rolled down the way. I was like, yo, who's playing tonight? And someone was like, oh, sick of it all. I'm like, no shit. I'm like, yo, guys, don't be pissed off at me, but have fun. And I jumped out, and I went to go see <laughs> I just fucking left yeah. them, and I went to go see sick of it all. I met up with like 80 people that I knew, and they had the greatest time ever. Yeah. By accident. Oh, completely by accident. On the way. I had no idea they were playing. But yep, yeah, one of the greatest times ever. Good, they never, good, ever, good, ever good. disappoint. Ever. No, sick of it all never disappoint. They're, they're one and of the, the limelight as a club never uh, disappointed me either. Yeah. One of There's yeah. such, such debauchery and shit that I won't even fucking go into on this fucking thing that had that, <laughs> that gone down there. Yeah. Oh my God. The best times ever. The fucking best times yeah. ever. Yeah. I just remember every every Sunday night, Warrior Soul there and uh, White, yeah. like White Zombie. Yeah. Oh my God. So much Great fun. times, man. Fucking great times. And like I said, you could like I would just I would just get all fucked up and be like, yo, all right. We would all go there. We'd get there like eleven o'clock at night. And we'd be like, all right, everybody will meet up here. There's no cell phones or nothing. Yeah. We'll meet no. up here at three o'clock and then we'll see where we're all at if we want to hang out longer. If not three, then we'll all meet up here at four o'clock. And I'd be like, I'm out. And I wouldn't hang out in a huddle with everybody. I'll go, I would say I would yeah. go, I'm going to run laps. I'm going to run laps. I would smoke my shit, I'd eat my shit. Fucking run around. Like a fucking yeah, because you just wind up in different rooms all the time. Oh, it was always a mystery. Weird spot. Yeah, you're like, where am I? That <laughs> card room on the second floor. When you oh, they up, had the big playing card. The I remember big that. Fucking yeah. Face cards. That was always a fucking new adventure because you'd walk through and you'd get lost. You wouldn't know. You, your your senses are all fucked up, 
And like, yo, I've turned around, I'd see someone's getting a blowjob. Yeah. Oh, some girl is getting <laughs> fucked over here. I go over here. And there's, there's people all just like chilling with a little small table with a whole bunch of lines of blow put yeah. out. And then there's other you know, guys just hanging out there drinking beers. Mm-hmm. And you just turn around, yo, what's up? Yo, what's up? Oh, hey, do, do a blast. I don't know what it is. Hey, yo, have a good night. Oh. Next thing you know, it's like debauchery, bro. But it was the fun. It was nineties. It was fucking eighteen years old, nineteen yeah. years old, twenty at the most. Like right. at the later, like towards the end of me mm-hmm. going to the limelight. But like I'm like from like seventeen years old to nineteen. It was crazy. It was the, I was invincible. Yeah. I would fucking garbage head. I'd do any drug and drink, whatever. <laughs> I would just have fun. Yeah, I just recently, if you listen back, I mean, it's, it's, it's actually I put it out already. The the one that I did with Eddie Leeway, where I told the story, I was talking to Eddie, and I was all dusted. And I'm talking to Eddie, and I don't know what I was talking to him about. Probably how come Desperate Measures is delayed again to coming out. But he's wearing a sick of it all beanie hat. But I'm talking to him, and as I'm talking to him, I know somewhere in my head that it's still Eddie. But as I'm talking, very confused because I might be talking to Luke Cole <laughs> because of his sick of it all hat on. And I'm all fucked up. We was talking this weird conversation, and it's just a fucking... I get into it on the thing, and, and it's oh, that's ridiculous. Funny. Yeah, just stupid shit. But uh, yeah, man, fun fucking venue, good times back then. It will never—you can never recapture all that shit ever again. It's a completely different time. Yeah, but fun time. One of the many places that's gone now, you know. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. we'll we'll never see it again. And I'll never forget those times, though. No, I like the Bowery Electric now. That's like I love that room. You know, we still sing of it all there. You know, and uh, so all that war there, sing of it all there. So leeway, fucking yeah. So leeway when everybody gets hurt there. So many fucking. A lot of good shows. In that. I was just step in just the front there for uh, Mike's the little step in the front. Does not no. That's Mike's the worst book, part. Uh, book signing was the other day. Michael Lago's book signing. Yeah, shout out to Michael Lago. And, and uh, thank you for the picture that this episode's flyer is created on. Yeah, that was a great shot. Yeah, that's, that's right. Really that's right. Yeah. As I'm saying, this, I'm in the middle of doing it. That's but right. It's already out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Perfect shot of the three of you guys. Good shit. Good. Yeah. So. so one more last round of your Instagrams and whatever, and then I'm just going to blah, blah, blah about a couple of things, and then we'll wrap it up. All right, uh, Rich. You want to start? Yeah. Uh, you can follow my work at richzollerphotography.com. Z-O-E-L-L-E-R. Yep. And uh, Zoller Music Archives on Instagram. And you can also follow me on my other Instagram page, just at Rich Zoller. And, uh, yeah, hit me up. Cool. Yeah. I'm at... Uh, Da- uh, music Daily on Instagram, D A L E Y, and then timdailyphoto.com on the web if you still venture off of apps. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm at uh, Hardcore Shutterbug on Instagram, uh, Stephen J. Messina. Uh, you could catch me on Facebook as well. And uh, you could find Serial Poets, my band, on uh, iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, all uh, every available platform, Bandcamp, and. Uh, at the A7. At the A7, April 19th, the one-year anniversary of the Back to the New York Hardcore Roots music series. Yeah. A lot of great bands are going to be there. And shout out to Drew Stone for doing, yeah. for doing that shit. Yeah. Cool shit. Now, which I which I haven't really done in a long time, but um, if you go to the, on Instagram, at the Brooklyn Blast Furnace, just hit the link in that bio that will send you to a thing called Linktree and everything on there where you could listen to the podcast and wherever you can follow and all the social media things is right there. So it's like kind of like a one-stop shop, make it easy. Just hit a couple of buttons. Um, also, I always say this, and I've, I've alluded to this earlier that I know I don't do this for money whatsoever. It doesn't matter to me. 
But I do have a Patreon account. You don't have to subscribe to it if you don't want to. If you do, cool. If not, that's cool too. There's three different tiers. It's it's a monthly thing, but you're getting something for it. I'll get. I'll send you merch. I'll send you stickers. I'll send you shirts. I'll send you shit. So it's kind of like you're buying stuff, but you're also supporting the podcast, and it just gets rolled back over into other merch and shit like that. I have a daytime regular job. I'm not going to take the five dollar profit off a t-shirt and pay a cop. You know what I mean? So, so <laughs> just go to Patreon.com/slash The Brooklyn Blast Furnace. And the new t-shirts are great, by the way. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm almost sold out of those. Once I, I have a couple left, but once those go, then I already have like I already have like the little bit of profits that I make from the shirts. I already have it in a separate thing that just gets rolled back over into shirts. You know what I mean? Just to keep merch going. It's more for advertising than anything. Um, but it's, it's it's if you look for the Brooklyn Blast Furnace on Patreon. There's three different things. There's a five dollars a month. There's ten dollars a month and twenty dollars a month. I have a couple of people that signed up for the five. I think one or two for the ten. You know, it's a couple of bucks, but you get shit for it. So I'm not asking you for donations. You're actually supporting me. If you think that you like what I do or the time that I put in, then that's cool. And like I said, if you don't, that's fucking fine too. <laughs> um, it really, it really is. I just have it up there just to have it up there for whatever reason. Um, so yeah, with that, like I said, at the Brooklyn Blast Furnace. Follow my podcast network on Instagram at Dark Satellite Media. There's like seven, eight different podcasts on there. There's the new Eddie Leeway podcast. There's the Red River podcast. There's Ill Street News out of Philly. There's a wrestling podcast. If you're into 80s wrestling throwback shit, it's called the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Um, there's the guys from Knuckle Dust do a podcast over in England. They're on there too. It's called the Everybody But Us podcast. Um, we have Rich Fry from Caught in a Trap and R&D Tattoos podcast on there called The Neighborhood Knucklehead, which I know that he's going to be wind up doing some more of those soon. Um, so, yeah, with all that, like I said, at the Brooklyn Blast Furnace is really what I most likely want you to go to. So, with that, gentlemen, thank you for meeting me here at the Roseland Ballroom in the thank you. Rose location. Yeah. And, this is uh, great. Yeah, man. So, listen, we went an hour and 45 minutes. Nice. You get right out of there. Pretty goddamn good. Yeah, smarten up and listen to these guys and support these guys and go to shows. All right? And with that, anyone want to say it? I'll be here now. There it is. Just you are.